0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments.
1: You are a terrific team on all counts.
0: Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this
2: This. is the Matt and Blonde Show.
3: I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize. True international suffered depression. (laughs) Hey,
2: why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch?
3: Breaking news tonight. Former President Donald Trump says he is going to be arrested within days. Oh, my
0: God, bro. Calling on his millions of followers to protest what could be an historic
3: first, the indictment of a former president. His allies criticizing the New York City-based case as purely political. Others fear the calling on his followers to protest was too reminiscent of calls before January 6th. (laughs) Kill me.
1: We're
3: not. I actors,
1: it really happened. It's not against the law, fuck you! you you.
0: And while Mr. Trump did not call for violent action today, Democrats were quick to condemn his rhetoric. And He first incited violence on January 6th to prevent his removal from power. And now he's attempting to incite political violence to prevent his prosecution.
2: (laughs) I uh, doubt it. Fed, 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 Fed,
3: Fed, Fed, Fed. You are fake news.
2: You are a threat.
3: <laughs> Very fake news.
2: This is lit, 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 lit. That's a big game, man. What the,
3: who the fuck made this shit up? Nazi party? Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now.
4: Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. (laughs) Congratulations to both of you.
3: You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it
1: live! Fuck it!
3: Hello
0: and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is... The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt and I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. What time is the Trump arrest? It's moved around a little bit. I'm not clear.
4: I don't know. You uh, think this is going to happen?
0: Well, that is the question of the weekend. Reports late in the week say police are preparing for a Trump indictment and arrest. Trump posts yesterday that he's going to get arrested on Tuesday, definitively. Now more information is coming out. It appears that is far from a sure thing. At least uh, the the Tuesday claim, specifically, if not entirely unlikely, potentially, we still mm. now we don't really know what the hell's going to happen. The only these thing
4: nibs are trying to get us to January sixth again. Nibbs,
0: you, you can't replace the G's with B's and expect <laughs> to get away with it.
4: I can't. I I don't know who
0: the hell you think you are now that you're emboldened (laughs) by the Southern Poverty Law Center hit piece, which we'll get to in a a moment. Yeah,
4: They want us to January 6th again, don't you? Well,
0: that's 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 the one thing we know for sure. Democrats do not want January 6th, too. So please don't go to Manhattan and do another January 6th, no no matter how much they poke you with the meme stick. Uh, We already did one insurrection. Definitely don't go do another one. I my biggest question I don't know if it's accurate. I saw reports that Ray Epps is camping outside of the Manhattan courthouse currently already. He's already there.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know if anybody in the area can get a confirmation on that for me, but you know, we'll
4: big ta- Alaska got six months.
0: Wasn't that, uh, that was decided a little while ago, wasn't it? Or is yeah, that new? But he
4: hasn't started serving yet. So, oh. six well, <laughs>
0: he better head down there and reunite with Ray. This That's is true. Uh, this, the timing is perfect. We'll talk about all things pending uh trump indictment or impending rather who knows if it's even going to happen but uh that is the news of the weekend there's uh, another major bank consolidation at credit suisse only hours ago and janet yellen speaking before the senate finance committee denies that funneling all the money to the big banks and away from the small banks is the intent of her policy choices <coughs> even if that is the observable effect uh, despite uh growing acceptance of the lab origin theory for covid There is bombshell new evidence. It didn't come from the bats. It came from the raccoon dogs. It's very convincing. Just don't ask to see this new study that conclusively demonstrates it was the raccoon dogs uh, because it's not out yet. Uh, But it is by the same guy who concocted the last bullshit natural origin study after Fauci prompted him to do it. Uh, Fauci's words, of course, in that email. Uh, he's done uh, with that one, so now he's on to the new one. Surely this one will be convincing. Now it's Raccoon Dogs. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit. Jesse Smollett's attackers, the Diro brothers, they're now telling their story publicly, releasing a video to promote a docu-series explaining how they uh, acted as racist Trump-inspired attackers on that fateful polar vortex evening in Chicago. I know I'm supposed to hate them, and I... I because they were part of a ridiculous uh defrauding of the country and a ridiculous defamation on half the country, at least kind of generically and implicitly. But they so. did
4: it for the dollar bills. They this are is just heli- American capitalism at its best.
0: I can't deny that they're funny. I, I I know I'm supposed to hate them, but I can't deny that they uh they have a certain charm about them, so We'll take a look. And before we get out of here, we have uh, some additional hoax hate. And tonight's movie review is The Count of Monte Cristo. So stick around for that. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show. Because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com we also have show merchandise for sale on the site plus of course we have friendly offers or offers from our friendly listener owned businesses that is they can both be friendly that's fine <laughs> this week's feature business is our friends at western razor company you know most razors sold today are made in china by global conglomerates that hate you well not anymore The High Noon Safety Razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long-lasting construction and uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long-term cost, and Western Razor has launched new products for 2023. You can now buy U.S.-made blades straight from Western Razor. There's a fine leather razor cover as well for protected travel and storage, and now the High Noon Razor is available in exotic limited-edition plating options including gold, rose gold, and dark ruthenium. So shave better and less expensively and support American manufacturing when you pick up a Western Razor. Get 10% off your entire order from Western Razor using promo code MATT10. That is promo code MATT10 for 10% off everything from Western Razor. Find everything you need from Western Razor plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at com slash deals, deals by listeners. For Ooh. listeners, okay, uh, moving into the news, just just get all of your gloating out of the way.
1: Uh, oh,
4: I'm just so over it, though. What? I You know, the, the thrill of a hit piece, it only lasts two days tops
0: you're already done this was like career highlight as of tuesday or wednesday or whenever this came out
4: i'm over it anyway i was finally featured prominently in the very coveted splc uh online i i almost said magazine what even are they
0: uh they are uh they're they're a a non-profit that calls people hateful and uh i guess encourages them to be canceled so to speak i don't know i don't know what their official title is this is uh this is a project of what their their hate watch or whatever it is that they do yeah now this is the interesting thing about this and i mentioned this on wednesday it's not to discredit what you've achieved here i've never had a hit piece in the splc so i'm not saying it's not an accomplishment but it's weird to me how you are secondary to some idaho state senator that she's the focus and you're just the accessory
4: So I was, when this picture was taken, do you have the yeah, the one with that Alex really Stein, right? Great in this picture. Okay. Ah. When this picture was taken, I was literally just standing next to her. We hadn't talked at all. And we just like, somebody just came up and was like, everybody get together. That's standing right there. And I had no idea who she was. We didn't talk at all. This is the um, first time
0: you've ever met her.
4: Yes. I know nothing about her platform, her, her locale. I don't know anything about her and then as soon as that picture was taken i was like probably you probably don't want to be associated with me and she's like no it's fine i'll look at your youtube it's great and then she tweeted out that picture and did hashtag blonde in the belly i was like i don't i don't know why you would do that tammy nichols but good on you by
0: the judging by the timestamp on this photo did she post it the morning after or is this just a weird time do you know when it was posted You know, right is,
4: after the Lincoln dinner or something.
0: This is 8 a.m., but I don't know where that screen capture is from. So depending on time zone, who knows? But
4: So I kind of feel bad for it, but I did tell her. like, What's mine? So I don't mind being secondary. That's fine. The important thing is I got my own section where they just talk shit. And it's so good. It's so good. And then they even put my little quote at the end. Yeah. They used a picture where I look great. And then they used my quote at the end, uh, which was awesome, because they they wrote to me and they were like, do you have any, uh, anything to say about you living in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? I was like, I said something about like thanking them for finally getting this hit piece. I'm so proud and everything like that. Yeah. And then they put that in the piece too. Like this yeah. is just a piece about how I'm awesome. Like what, why would you even bother with this?
0: Asked for a comment. She responded, quote, what a badge of honor. I've been waiting for my SPLC hit piece for years. I am so pleased to hear about this. It's about time. My sources say that Blonde was legitimately brought to tears by the joy of this career achievement.
4: Uh, I was because I really hate the people over at SPLC. And uh, this was just, you know, when, when people that hate you pay attention to you, it's like somebody you love paying attention to you. Like it gives you that same kind of neurofeedback reason to rush. exist
0: purpose. Once again.
4: Yeah. I just no. love to be hated uh, by certain people. And this was just so satisfying. My mom is so proud of me. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm kind of, I've kind of fallen off the high. And yeah.
0: Well, I, I expected a little more enthusiasm, but uh, that's all right. I, you're, you're entitled to, uh, to be already over it I suppose when you sent me uh the screenshot of the email asking when they were asking you for comment I uh not that I was trying to exert any influence but I was just asking are you going to take the legendary Martin Shkreli route and that was Martin Shkreli a big pharma bro whatever his nickname was when the Huffington Post emailed him and asked him for comment on something of a hit piece they published on him years ago he, he wrote back and it was included in the story, asked for comment. Shkreli said, suck a dick, lol. And it was included <laughs> in the Huffington, Pist, uh, Huffington Post story. Yeah. I don't know if SPLC would have done that. But.
4: I don't know. It's just such a stupid strategy. Like they, they got no traction on this. Um, and they're like, oh, we doxed you.
0: It's yeah so it seems me. to be like maybe intimidation is the point I will yeah. link this in the description if people want to read it if you do want to read it I will encourage you to use the archived link that I provide obviously we're not interested in sending these people a whole bunch of traffic that they can brag about so yeah. I'll get you there'll be an archived link in the uh, description you can check it out that way uh, and not and uh, sub give to the SPLC the and click
4: follow my Twitter I sound like a million a years. So, subscribe to my Twitter yeah. uh, I'm in Twitter jail but it's blondes Plural underscore tweets also plural.
0: All right. Well, um, congratulations. Thank Perhaps you. there will be more in the future. Moving on to uh I suppose other things of, of sort of Shkreli theme, perhaps that's the best transition so I can do,
1: bad. but it's
0: bad. it's been a strange week for TV weather ladies. OK, in Philadelphia on Friday morning, meteorologist Karen Rogers, she had two clickers, I guess they call them. These are the things, the little remote control devices that uh, that the weatherman or weather woman on TV uses to cycle through the weather report. So she had one in each hand going through her seven-day weather forecast and in transitioning to the traffic reporter karen said this reporter jessica boyington also likes to be double-fisted
4: thursday partly sunny skies and 57 and to another woman
3: who likes to be double-fisted in a different way i think jess
1: (laughs) she means beer she means beer uh guys she means Yeah, we're going to take a pause. We're going
0: to keep going. Of course, it was uh, St. Patrick's Day. So apparently this was some sort of beer drinking joke gone.
4: Around. Oh, that was kind of cute. Uh,
0: the next one's definitely not cute. Something bad happened to this lady. Uh, what? What's yeah. the official information before I play the clip?
4: Well, uh, she did confirmed and with a uh, video footage that was archived. She did have a leaky heart valve that was discovered in 2014 after she was barfing on air. Her name's Carlson Schwartz. Um, but her heart valve started to repair itself from the stem cells from her pregnancy um, over the last few years. And so I'm pretty sure she got vaxed, and it caused some additional no, heart problems. No,
0: no, no. It was commodio cordis, just like Listen, DeMar Hamlin.
4: Everybody that passes out from unexplained heart problems is uh, assumed to be No, you listen. She
0: took a hard hit on a football field immediately before this broadcast. true, And that's exactly. Oh, she took a
4: hard hit. All right.
0: (laughs) Something happened. This double fisted. I, I, to be honest, I shouldn't even really be joking about this. This is a very serious health episode on air. And it, frankly, it's, it's scary to watch.
4: Who is ready for some sunshine? I Me. know I am. Let's start off with a check of your next weather with meteorologist Alyssa Carlson. She joins us live in the studio. Alyssa, this really is the calm before the storm. Not again! <laughs> no. Oh, you know we're going to go ahead and go to break right
3: now. Yeah, we'll be right.
0: Jamie Yukis weekdays. Now, speaking of unfortunate commentary, not the fact again. that yeah, and, oh no, not again! Now she's talking <laughs> about like a bad weather report incoming, but yeah. in.
4: She thought she was joking.
0: Yeah, it, w- the way that fits with what's happening is uh, relevant to the times, I suppose. But she's I okay, know. I guess. She's she's supposedly fine?
4: I guess, yeah. I mean, she posted on her Facebook page on Saturday and, and said, like, thanks for all of your well wishes and hmm. she's going to be okay. But, you know, uh, all you people that took the vax are going to die. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> right?
0: No, only the football players.
4: 15% of people are going to experience, like, serious consequences from, from the choices they've made and she already had heart problems and there was information about myocarditis that came out really quickly on the vaccine front so it's like you took the vax so you could just you could do your whore weatherman job or whatever the fuck on local news It's like, I don't give a shit what I thought you said too. she's a mom yeah so
0: then we have to defame this lady my god you she's know, like
4: my- Mrs. America or whatever
0: you're really I earning know, that man. SPLC hate
4: what am I? I'm supposed uh, to feel sorry for these people? Like you have to keep your stupid job. You have to work even though you have a kid at home. Be a meteorologist. Like well, that's fucking dumb.
0: The, all I will say is that is uh, that is based on assumption of what caused what we just saw. Though certainly there is a lot of uh, things like that happening these days. I can't say. Uh, I can't say it's. It seems to be a, an entirely unreasonable uh, piece of speculation about what might be happening.
4: Actually, so. she was getting double fisted and then she passed out. That on
0: makes sense. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that theory I buy. All right. Um, uh, what's this going This O'Keefe
4: on? thing made my day. That clip was so funny. I couldn't I, stop watching it.
0: I think it's pretty good. I have the clip prepped, but what O'Keefe has announced his new project. I don't know if I, uh, the OMG name. I don't know if I'm big on that, but it is O'Keefe media group, but the rest, the rest, oh no i love it you like the omg so branding zippy. yeah i guess uh you know, i
4: don't know james but... is just doing james that's that's i love it o'keefe media group omg yeah um and what he's doing i don't know why project veritas wasn't this to begin with because you can decentralize the entire operation um so he's just all, journalists all over the country all over the world are going to be doing basically what they were doing in project veritas but he's calling it the Uber of journalism and he's going to send them equipment and instructions and everything like that. And um, I just think this is, this is so smart. I think it's so smart. Um, We'll watch this clip in a second, but the only thing that I can think of that he's going to really run into in terms of problems is um, the legality of doing these things in different jurisdictions. There's different state law on one and two party consent and then international law and things like that. Like he's going to have to lawyer up and not be too instructional or he's going to get blamed. For I've listened
0: to, to him talk a little bit about it. And he does seem keenly aware of uh, legal issues that he will have to navigate across certain state lines. So he he, uh, he seems to understand that. And it sounds like what he's uh, aiming for is reducing the difficulty of actually entering these environments. He was saying, yeah, it's great if we can get into Pfizer or we can get into Uh, NPR, we can get into CNN or any of these organizations to get the sort of undercover conversations that have have made Project Veritas famous but what if I had a system where I didn't have to do the hard work of actually, what if I could just go around the honeypots, what if I didn't have to honeypot anymore and I could supply an insider with the equipment to do this themselves That's Also he
4: can't be removed by force from his own company because it's going to be so decentralized.
0: And he, he does own this one outright, it's not a non-profit in the way that uh, Project Veritas was, which had certain requirements on how it was structured and so he he has full control of the business entity that exists, as far as I understand but here's his uh, here's his announcement video.
3: I spent 14 years creating the most effective nonprofit newsroom this country has ever seen. and in paving the way to establish citizen journalism. I have been defamed, arrested, raided, and ultimately removed from the organization I spent so much time developing credibility of. But in response, we are going to build an army of investigators and exposers. They have awakened a sleeping giant. I'm back. Welcome to the O'Keefe Media Group, where we will never be shut down because not only do i own it, but you own it too.
4: Great, i think this is so smart.
3: The uh the
0: sandwich bit and the the black suv bit are clearly yeah. shots at the project veritas board because those were accusations <laughs> made against him. He spent too much on fancy cars for travel. He he stole a sandwich from a pregnant woman. <laughs> so, i thought that that was a, a funny and a good way to, to poke fun at the situation without being right. overtly accusatory and really stirring up the drama any more than necessary. So,
4: and boy, he, uh, he had that one locked and loaded. He was totally ready to launch this. It's been like a month.
0: Yeah. Maybe he, who knows, given the tensions at the company, maybe he had been thinking about this idea for a long time and the time was right. So yeah. Anyway, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I have a couple legal updates. Uh, It appears that the prosecution in the Alec Baldwin case is falling apart still more. Recall last we left the story. Prosecutors had to drop the most serious charges against Alec Baldwin and Rust set armorer Hannah Gutierrez Reed. The firearm enhancement for both defendants could have resulted in a five year minimum sentence. uh, But because prosecutors missed that that law was actually passed after the Rust shooting, it could not constitutionally apply. Baldwin's defense team also argued Uh, At the time that the special prosecutor appointed by the D.A. to handle the case, her name was Andrea Reeb or is Andrea Reeb. She's not dead, but uh, she's not on the case anymore. That's the point. They argued that she could not serve in that role under the New Mexico Constitution because she is also a state legislator. Mm. The New Mexico Constitution prohibits one person from serving in multiple independent branches of government. In this case, both the legislative and executive branches in the form of law enforcement here as the prosecutor. So it appears that the prosecution is granting that point raised by the defense as well. They're not fighting it. Andrea Reeb has now resigned as the special prosecutor on the case. And just like last time, the prosecution, or at least she, issued another statement sort of deflecting what I think is a lot of their own incompetence. Last, last time they said they were dropping charges to avoid litigious behavior from the defense. That's the defense's job is to be litigious in fighting the the charges that you bring. The reason you drop the charges is because you could not constitutionally apply them. Uh That's why this time, Andrea Reeb released a statement saying she quote, will not allow questions about her serving as a legislator and prosecutor to cloud the real issue at hand. Well, no, there's you're legally prohibited from doing that. That's, this is not a, a judgment about what the priority should be. This is a a matter of what you're legally allowed and not allowed to do. And obviously, I don't say this as a as a Baldwin fan. I think anytime you you point a gun at a person and pull the trigger without proper justification, there should be justice, generally speaking, for that act. But it does look like uh, more and more like this is something of a, a an incompetent or maybe not the, the best prosecutorial team assembled district attorney mary carmack Altweiss has yet to comment publicly about her court filing to dismiss reeb from the case so it's unclear who's going to prosecute the case for the time being at least i haven't seen the next court hearing is scheduled for may and that's going to evaluate if the evidence is sufficient to uh, proceed to trial so uh and so far baldwin and gutierrez reed have indicated they intend to fight the charges they still face no indication they're interested in any sort of plea deal Hmm. Uh, But that uh, if if you're the sort of person that uh, was cheering for Alec Baldwin to do time, I would say that the likelihood of that happening is less and less by the day. Uh,
4: No, it's never going to happen.
0: Also, an update Recall way back in July 2020. I know we talked about this. There was a viral case uh, at a Chipotle in suburban Detroit where husband and wife Eric and Jillian Wustenberg were leaving the restaurant. They accidentally bumped bumped into a black teenager. They are white. There was some implied racial tension in this case. And the teen's uh, mom then pursued Eric and Jillian into the parking lot, demanding an apology. Eric and Jillian tried to leave in their car. Not with their
4: car. I mean, they, they bumped into her like at the restaurant.
0: Yes, like okay, coming, yeah, yeah. entering. It sounds like the black family was entering, and they were leaving, and maybe they brushed shoulders or something I like see, that. Okay. And the and Eric and Jillian did not apologize to this young to this uh, black teenager sufficient to her mom's satisfaction, and so it became mm-hmm. a scene. Uh, Eric and Jillian were outside. They they got in their car. They tried to leave. Someone else and who was uh, somehow associated with this black family apparently uh, not apparently a lot of this is on video they blocked them in they would not let them leave and then the mom was banging her hand on their car jillian took took out her concealed carry handgun pointed it at the mom pointed it at others i believe uh when i say others i mean people involved in the case people actually harassing them at their Uh car not just random people of course um and so, so Jillian pulled out her gun to get them to back off. They finally did back off. But Eric and Jillian were both charged with felonious assault on Monday. After almost three years, the charges have been dismissed. That might seem like cause for celebration. You read the details. It's not for any principle of self-defense reason. It's simply because, uh, according to this report, Oakland County Judge Mary Allen Brennan dismissed the charges after the alleged victims didn't show up to provide witness testimony. So this uh. family just didn't show up to court. And that is why this case is going away. The case is now dismissed without prejudice. Um, and so I'm, I, I'm a legal rube, of course. I might be mistaken, but I, in my understanding, that means the case could, in fact, be refiled if these supposed victims were actually willing to show up and pursue the case. Um, and even well, I'm if that, glad to
4: hear it at least, but I'm sure they've sunk a bunch of money in legal fees and stuff.
0: And they lost their jobs. They both did. The Wustenbergs, uh, uh, Eric and Jillian, uh, both were fired. Eric was uh, a veteran support services coordinator at Oakland wow. University. He's a disabled veteran himself. He was fired. Jillian lost her job at Hallmark. I don't know what they're doing now, but this has consumed nearly three years of their lives. Just so the alleged victims couldn't show up in court. And that's the end of that. Last thing before we talk Trump here. Uh, last week, we we discussed this ongoing case of Tortuguita in Atlanta. This is the uh, activist, the non-binary activist who is simply defending the forest from Cop City, uh, the police training facility under construction. I know you're wondering. I know, You've talked about this stupid story multiple times, uh, consecutive weeks now. There's a reason I bring it back up. It's because I discovered a detail in the case that's relevant. Um, Now, case not
4: relevant more than it is funny.
0: Okay, I promise it's it's (laughs) worthwhile. Um, Forensic analysis, as as well as uh, a Smith and Wesson nine millimeter handgun recovered at the scene, indicated that Tortugueta. This non-binary environmental activist shot at police while they were sweeping the camp in January, wounding a Georgia state officer. In return, Tortuguita was shot dead by several officers. Well, on Monday, the family released the results of the private autopsy that we discussed last weekend to claim that Tortuguita's hands were up. He did the old Michael Brown that even Michael Brown didn't do. The, the, The implication being that Tortuguita was surrendering or something like that when he was shot. The autopsy does not, in fact, show that it's exactly what we thought it was or what it sounded like last weekend. He was shot in addition to 13 or 12, 13 other places in his body. Uh, he was shot through the back of his hand as in
1: right.
0: exiting the palm, meaning the backs of his hand were facing the officers. This was not a surrender. This was, was un- he covering getting...
4: his dick.
0: Unfortunately not, or at least it no. didn't sufficiently cover. That's what I'm getting to. Um, this was not a surrender thing. This was getting shot by a lot of different rounds and covering yourself up. That's what that that was. Um, and I, I thought about doing a video in more detail on this story earlier in the week. So I spent the time to listen to the family's press conference and to actually read this autopsy report that they released. I decided to go a different direction with, with what I worked on uh, independently this week. Uh, but I did find one detail that I want to bring out. It turns out that non-binary Tortuguita, according to this autopsy report, he was shot straight in the nuts uh, from the from the report. A gunshot entrance is located within the scrotum at the base of the penis. Uh, the report also confirms that as a result of this shot and, and the first autopsy performed by the state of Georgia, Tortuguita's balls were removed Testy's absent from when this medical examiner performed his second oh, autopsy. Oh, no. I, this was actually just gender reassignment <laughs> service for Tortuguita. That's all that happened here. Oh, Complimentary no. neutering. Uh, and perhaps uh, it was completely appropriate. In addition to the defensive needs of the police officers, non-binary Tortuguita. God is not shot off by the cops, and his family say. His family says uh, he's the first environmental activist executed by the state of Georgia. State investigation into uh-huh. the matter continues. Yep. Um, oh, weird! I just got disconnected from our video share.
4: Hold on. <laughs> oh no!
0: Hope it. No, oh, it looks like it res- I spent hold on. Shut up, James. Years. Uh, I think. I, I think it's was that replaying for you. Uh huh. Oh, did it stop now? Yeah.
1: yeah that's
0: fine. Okay. I just got disconnected for some reason, so we'll leave it there. Okay. Uh, any Tortuguita commentary you want to offer?
1: No,
4: I mean.
0: Oh, that's, um, that's great don't,
4: news. Really uplifting.
0: The only other thing I you'll notice I highlighted. Perhaps this is totally normal medical examiner lingo. Yeah. Maybe I just am juvenile. and I. Anyway. This might be normal and not unique to Tortuguita, but in addition to having the testes being removed, this medical examiner noted the anus is unremarkable. So (laughs) I don't know how true to the lifestyle he was actually living if his anus was
4: unremarkable. Yeah, really? Uh, Well, can you imagine the last thing that happens in your life is you get shot in the dick?
0: He got shot in everything. If you read this report, it's he might have been dead five times over by the time he got his nuts shot off.
4: Or it could have been the first shot. It actually went through the top of his penis because I love autopsy reports. He went, it went through the top of his penis and then uh, just blew away his ball
0: You're saying that you're guessing that happened or you read that No, somewhere. it says
4: it in the autopsy report.
0: Did I miss that part? Maybe. I don't know.
4: I was doing some extracurricular research. Uh. on it. It's so funny. It's just like okay. God, God really, truly does have a sense of humor, don't you think?
0: Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to refrain from
4: I'm going to punt on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to defame God with uh, trying to interpret his intent in the uh, Uh. the neutering of Tortuguita. A lot of it seems ungodly to me, but I'll leave uh, his intent up to him on that one. (laughs) All right, let's talk on the big story of the weekend. Everyone is now waiting to see what happens this week after Trump posted on Truth Social yesterday morning that he expects to be arrested on Tuesday pursuant to the Manhattan District Attorney's grand jury investigation into his 2016 hush money payment to porn actress Stormy Daniels. Now, before we get into exactly what sort of January 6th sequel trap this probably is, uh, let's do a refresher on the legal matter. So, Recall, this is a completely different set of facts in a completely different jurisdiction from the ongoing Mar-a-Lago classified documents investigation, uh, as well as the Georgia case with the crazy-eyed witch lady that we saw a few weeks ago. And those don't have anything to do with this, except for they are arguably part of the same Uh, get Trump wherever we can type theme. But strictly speaking, they have nothing to do with each each other legally. This case centers around uh, Trump's relationship with Stormy Daniels. So the relevant facts in in this case are are that um, it was fall of 2016, just prior to the election. Trump paid Stormy Daniels one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to shut the hell up. And specifically shut the hell up about any of their prior relationship, a prior relationship which is disputed between the two of them uh, about exactly what happened. But Trump paid her to stop talking and go away. That was the idea. The problem that prosecutors see with the payment or that they claim to see, if you believe that this is anything more than a political witch hunt, is that this payment was some sort of in-kind campaign expenditure, not properly reported, uh, misfiled as a business matter. It's not the payment itself that is the problem. It's how the payment was legally categorized. Uh, so it's not it's not that this is bribery. It's not that this is fraud. In effect, it's that this is a campaign finance crime. that That Trump made what amounts to a campaign expenditure, like buying a TV ad, without properly reporting it or categorizing it as such an expenditure. Um, and, and so according to the Manhattan district attorney, at least, this is another Soros funded guy who has no problem showing leniency to actual violent criminals, which we'll get to in a moment. This It's this uh, proper categorization of business or campaign expenses. This is where he finally cracks down. That's the idea of this case. The likely relevant law here, again, we don't know yet because none of us are party to the grand jury proceedings and there's no, uh, there are no charges filed yet, but the likely relevant law is New York penal code section 175 on falsifying business records. The allegation being that Trump used legal expenses to conceal the hush money payments that were supposed uh, or that were supposedly used to violate federal election laws. That's the idea. So, As far as how this became big news over the weekend, because these are allegations that people have been aware of for some time and the uh, the uh, D.A. in Manhattan and the grand jury has been working on for some time. Well, the story started blowing up on Friday. NBC reported that local, state and federal law enforcement in New York City are prepping for the possibility of a Trump indictment and arrest as early as the coming week, as in this coming week. Uh, according to five senior officials familiar with the preparations, officials cited in the story stressed that the planning is precautionary only because no charges uh, had been uh, have yet been filed. In response, Trump's lawyer Joe, uh, Joe Takapina told NBC News that Trump would follow procedures and surrender to authorities if charges were in fact filed. That leads to tomorrow morning, Trump goes into all caps mode on truth social. And he says at the bottom of a post, I will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Where, so people were interpreting this to mean I have knowledge that they're coming to get me on Tuesday. And as, as of sometime yesterday, so within hours of this post, Trump's yeah. people were already clarifying, well, we actually don't have, don't have any that knowledge. specific yeah, yeah. knowledge.
4: So this is at least what their official statement was. There's been no notification other than illegal leaks from the Justice Department and the DA's office to NBC and other fake news carriers. And that that the George Soros funded radical left Democrat prosecutor in Manhattan has decided to take his witch hunt to the next level. President Trump is rightfully highlighting his innocence and the weaponization of our injustice system. Um Yeah, so it's possible that they're operating on the same amount of information that all of us are. I don't think anything's going to happen.
0: It it seems likely they don't have inside information on this, Uh, not just because of them outright saying that unless they're lying for some strategic purpose. But as we'll get to in a minute, the the grand jury proceeding is not yet finished. They have business planned for tomorrow, Mm -hmm. so it does. I don't know the speed at which these things usually operate, but and someone who's familiar with this sort of proceeding maybe could correct me if I'm wrong. It seems hard for me to believe that there's going to be a, a witness interviewed tomorrow, as we'll get to. And the arrest is going to happen Tuesday
4: on Tuesday. Yeah. This but, witness thing might be bullshit, though. It's just a source with knowledge of the investigation. Oh, okay. the insider. But there well, is one more witness, they say. Yeah. And then they uh, spoke. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, I, I was going to do the DA's response, but since we're already on it, let's let's talk about the details of this witness testimony tomorrow.
4: OK, Um. I mean, there there really are no details because this the source with knowledge on the investigation just uh, was like, OK, I can't uh, tell you who it is or anything about the witness. Uh, and I have to speak under the condition of anonymity. OK, so we don't know anything. All they said was there's one there's one more witness.
0: OK, so. Assuming this is true, which we don't know who said it, we don't know what connection they have to the case, we don't know what knowledge they have. So it might be a big assumption. But assuming this is true, that would indicate that no charging decision has been made because evidence is still being evaluated. Now you might say, well, the conclusion is already in. We're talking about a grand jury in Manhattan who's being fed information by a clearly an ideologically driven prosecutor. This is a matter right. of time, not the matter of the, not a matter of the evidence. That's a point that I would grant, um, but as a matter of procedure, the indictment has not been issued if they're still considering evidence. And that means uh, that just makes it hard for me to believe that Trump has knowledge of a pending arrest. If the, uh, if the actual charge has yet to be formally filed, unless there's somebody who knows, no, the plan is we're going to, we're going to take care of that on Monday night. And, uh, Trump is getting a knock on Tuesday morning, no matter what this stupid witness says, perhaps that's the case. Uh, The DA is being uh, somewhat tight-lipped in response to all of these stories breaking over the weekend. He did send an email to his employees yesterday that has since become public. DA Alvin Bragg said he will not tolerate attempts to intimidate the office or threaten the rule of law. He said his office would only speak publicly when appropriate. Uh, Implicitly, that time has not yet arrived. So, if you haven't heard the name Alvin Bragg before uh, i'm kind of surprised actually he's new to the office i think he entered office one after after 2020 so it's only been uh, a couple of years for him but uh he is one of the infamous uh soros funded or soros connected reform da's that has something of a habit of downgrading lots of actual crime in new york city in fact uh, uh one analysis published last fall said that he had downgraded over half of his felony cases to misdemeanors. This is in the context of a city that has seen something like a 30% increase in violent crime under just his short tenure. Uh, And and the question is, is is that a lot? Is that a lot of downgrading from felony to misdemeanor? Well, under his predecessor, Cyrus Vance, that rate was something like 40% or below. So downgrading happens. But you are seeing it happen at an increased rate under this particular DA, a guy who's committed to leniency generally in the justice system, except for uh, in this uh, particular case. So um, it it would appear that in the context of uh, of this Trump case, the intent is to achieve the opposite, of course, to take what is a misdemeanor business records violation and convert it to a felony. Now, how does he convert to a felony Um, under New York law? it, it, It could be possible if he can show that Trump had the intent to defraud that includes an intent to commit another crime or aid or conceal the commission of another crime. So if Trump concealed these Stormy Daniels payments with a clear intent to pursue some other sort of criminal purpose, they could stick him with a felony. Uh, The trouble is they don't appear to have evidence of another crime, or at least as far as we know. Prosecutors apparently thought about uh, trying to apply this to Michael Cohen's admitted crimes. The trouble is Michael Cohen pleaded guilty to a federal campaign finance violation. It's not clear that New York law can attach to federal law in that way. So prosecutors appear to have abandoned that strategy. They were also unable to tie payment to the election that Trump's intent was some sort of uh, election fraud or something. It was a federal election. It's outside of their jurisdiction. So it appears they're not going that direction. Plus, just the the difficulty of demonstrating or proving an intent crime. Prosecutors are are not it's not going to be sufficient for them to show Trump concealed these payments and also he stole a Snickers bar or something. Right. You need to show an intent linking one to the other, not just the demonstration of two otherwise unrelated crimes so they don't appear to have that second piece necessary to get Mm. that felony upgrade but as we'll we'll get to in a minute uh or as we'll get to right now actually with the analysis of um of uh jonathan turley um they unless i'm misunderstanding him they basically have to get the the felony charge for this to work anyway other legal difficulties in the case, according to law professor and analyst Jonathan Turley, he called the the pursuit of charges in this case legally pathetic. This is an op-ed in The Hill over the weekend. Hurley said it's extremely difficult to show beyond a, a reasonable doubt that paying money to cover up an embarrassing affair was done for election purposes as opposed to an array of other obvious reasons from protecting... He was already
4: rep- a, a high-profile businessman.
0: Yeah, and if you have the ability to say, no, I, I didn't cover up the... The uh, I didn't I didn't pursue the hush money or try to cover up the alleged affair for political or election reasons. I did it because I wanted to preserve my marriage. I did it because I wanted to preserve oh, my right. reputation. reputation. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's that difficulty. Um, and and and, and, and uh, Turley cites the the case of John Edwards from back in 2012. In fact, ah, John Edwards yeah. did the exact same a similar situation. Guy who covered up an affair, uh, ha- a guy who was running for office. He was able to say, no, I, I, I was, I covered it up, but I did it for reasons independent of my electoral prospects. Therefore, this allegation that it was a miscategorized campaign expenditure does not apply. Worked for John Edwards. It's not like Turley is just making this up. Uh,
4: Wasn't she trying to blackmail him
1: too? Probably.
0: I can't remember all the details. I know his wife had cancer and he cheated on her with the, the camera lady. Something like that. It's, you know, 10 years old and. She has since died and he's disappeared. Yeah. Who knows what he's doing now? Um, Turley also notes that Bragg's predecessor, former DA Cyrus Vance, rejected this case for those reasons and others. This this is a revival of a zombie case by this new guy, Bragg, that the prior guy looked at and didn't deem to be viable. Um, So they're they're revisiting something that uh, that the old guy said wasn't going to work. But Turley also notes, and this is what I was mentioning earlier, that the DA may have a timing problem um, based on the statute of limitations. So, according to Turley, the statute of limitations in New York on misdemeanors is two years. Two That's years, expired. Yeah. So if they, they, if I'm understanding if they this correctly, they can't
4: capture this felony charge. They, they have no legal recourse. They, right?
0: they literally cannot bring. Yeah, they okay. can't bring a misdemeanor charge if I'm understanding Turley correctly. But he's the only guy I've heard say that. So. And I don't know the ins and outs of New York law to say that's correct. Uh, but that's what he's saying. And then, uh, yeah, the point that you, that you just raised, uh, that would imply that to prosecute this successfully, they must get that felony mm. upgrade. But how are they going to get it? Yeah. That remains to be seen. But, of course, none of this matters. We're sitting here trying to dissect the legal technicalities uh, without acknowledging that the legal technicalities are not why they're doing this in any serious way. Uh, t- the the reason this is happening uh, the reason we all know this is happening is, is to achieve a certain political strategy the legal case only serves the political utility it is not meant to follow the technical rules of the law or achieve justice in any meaningful way it is to serve political ends and to to those political ends the narrative has been forming all weekend long uh, specifically that uh, well everyone's just trying to trying to bait january 6th too it seems by claiming that trump is calling for january 6th too so it's not alvin bragg and the manhattan da and everybody involved that has stirred the pot no no it's trump stirring the pot Uh simply by calling for protest trump obviously wants a january 6th sequel not these people trump wants the january 6th sequel and his army of domestic terrorists This is how Jonathan Carl on ABC introduced the story this morning. Trump is victimizing himself. No, 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 it's not that Trump is being uh, treated rather unfairly by the legal system, if you want to if you want to phrase it lightly. It's that Trump is victimizing himself and by calling for protest, he's clearly calling for violence. Um, This uh, uh, this was also part of his interview with Mike Pence that played this morning.
3: Local and federal law enforcement are on alert as Donald Trump is again calling himself a victim and calling on his supporters to protest. But he's calling on people to protest, to come out and protest, take our nation back. We know what happened the last time he said that. Well, John, the American people have a constitutional right to peaceably assemble. Absolutely, but but, but to have a former president calling Uh, on people to protest a... a, uh, uh, a, a, Justice proceeding.
4: Okay. Okay. What about Maxine Waters and whatever? Oh, <laughs> we'll said?
0: get to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, that is just a hilariously stupid segment. Uh,
4: what well, is? Oh, we call- were just going to talk about Maxine Waters. I got Ma-
0: <laughs> I got Maxine. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, Maxine's coming up. Um, but I, this exchange here. Well, he's calling on people to protest. Mike Pence he's calling on people to protest, and so Pence, what? Pence just responds. They people have a constitutional right to do that, you know. Well, sure, but he's calling on people to protest, and not just protest, but but protest a judicial proceeding. Well, people also have a right to protest a judicial proceeding. I seem to remember yeah, a lot right. of um, protest uh, of the judicial proceeding of Kyle Rittenhouse.
4: Uh, yeah, and what about a uh, Supreme Court justice and Kavanaugh and all of that? Uh, yeah. I mean. There was there was a lot of this going on in the left. Uh,
0: Even George Floyd was giving something of a judicial (laughs) proceeding. You might call it a botched judicial proceeding. And I might say George uh, certainly botched a lot of it himself. But likewise, (laughs) judicial proceeding or uh, law enforcement proceeding. How about that? But the idea that judicial proceedings are somehow off limits to protests or that we're going to clutch our pearls about what. Is and is not legitimate protest after all the bullshit that we've seen for the last few I years. Know. Hilarious, and and your personal prediction about whether protest may lead to violence isn't the standard of whether the protest of course not. is just. Totally irrelevant. They they will bust out the incitement word momentarily, uh, but, but tell, th- telling telling people to protest though. is not that
4: exactly. Yeah, but that that's legitimate because no matter the um, elements of the protest they're still going to phrase it as something of an incitement. I mean, January 6th was like the biggest nothing ever, except there was violence against people on the right. Um, everybody was peacefully assembled. There were some, well, not everybody,
0: but I agree. it's exaggerated. Time. Well, anyway,
4: wildly exaggerated. But yeah. I mean, if that's what they're saying, um, they will create a narrative surrounding whatever protest, no matter what it's like.
0: Oh, they, they, They want that. They're they're all excited. Come on. Come on down. Do
4: do the protest. We know you want to.
0: Maxine Waters said Trump is recruiting his domestic terrorists to commit domestic terrorism. And just in case you didn't hear that correctly, one more time, Maxine, could you please repeat it? Trump is recruiting domestic terrorists, a terrorist to do domestic terrorism. Anyway, stupid uh, interview and segment.
2: When he announces himself, it's almost like he's attempting to organize his domestic terrorists uh, to show up and to resist him being arrested. You have to be Uh, careful uh, with him. He didn't just. Yeah, go ahead.
3: uh, uh, finish, Finish that thought real quick. I
2: beg your pardon?
3: Uh, fin- finish the thought you were going to make before I interrupted.
1: Oh, I, I, I just wanted to, um, you know, have you to understand that perhaps he was trying to organize right. uh, the domestic terrorists uh, to to protest his arrest. Okay.
4: That was a uh, totally nonsensical. She repeated exactly the same phrase at least three times, didn't she?
0: I just wanted to make sure you heard me. That he's calling Again. on domestic terrorists to commit domestic terrorism, and if you thought it was incoherent, I will point you to uh, John Fetterman, Dianne Feinstein, any of the alternatives in Congress. That was uh, poetic from Maxine Waters, I'd say. Uh, yeah. But to your prior point, uh, yes, the same Maxine Waters who urged. Uh, Her friends to get in people's faces in public and harass them on the basis of political disagreement is now going to lecture us about Mm -hmm. what is and is not domestic terrorism. I got a kick out of this clip. Um, This is a legal analyst on MSNBC. His name is Glenn Kirshner, and he said that Trump's incitement and by incitement, he means the truth social post in which he said protest. But this incitement is so severe that the judge should impose severe bail conditions when Trump is finally arrested.
3: He has now just given the judge that will preside over his arraignment hearing food for thought about what kind of conditions should be set for the release of this dangerous man pending trial. He just directed his supporters, some of whom we know are violent, to Come to Manhattan for his arraignment, protest, take our country back, arguably inciting imminent lawless conduct all over again.
1: Mm.
0: OK, so implicitly advocating for harsh conditions, maybe even up to no bail for what is fundamentally a misdemeanor <laughs> offense, if you buy it as legitimate, no. because the threat of people protesting uh, the threat of people protesting that preposterous legal treatment is, uh, is a, a threat sufficient for such abuse. Uh, did you notice the Ukraine flag on his Lincoln figurine Always. in the background?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so the question is, who's really doing the recruiting here is Trump recruiting his domestic terrorists or uh, are these people actually recruiting you to go participate in another January 6th? This exactly. was a a good point that I, I saw on Twitter that I, I uh, think is worth considering uh, n- uh, noteworthy that Trump was allowed to return to YouTube and Facebook just this last week at the same time. Mm. So, so he was banned on tw- uh, uh, uh banned on YouTube and Facebook. Did I say Twitter earlier? I might've been missing. Yeah. I, me- I meant YouTube and Facebook. Of course he's been restored on Twitter after the Elon Musk thing, but YouTube and Facebook, he was restored. He'd been banned on those platforms ever since saying, we love you. You're very special. Go home on that video on January 6th, he's been banned since then. They both decide in sync to restore his account just in time for him to sound off about how people should go protest at January 6th too. Mm-hmm. That's awfully convenient.
4: Yeah. But that also requires to him for him to be a part of this or to be yeah. unwittingly a part of this, which means that he's uh some kind of retard.
0: Well, I, uh, I have praised Donald Trump in the past. I have criticized Donald Trump in the past. I am, I suppose I, I, I'm not a big believer in the uh, infinite dimension chess theories that he is perfectly oh, capable of, of walking into a lot of traps. And I wouldn't doubt if they thought, well, let's just, let's toss a, a few traps out there and see if he takes the bait.
4: Well, it's a preposterous request because he didn't stand by people the, uh, on January 6th yeah largely I, denounce them, and so ask this ask of us is is just ridiculous, like like nobody has the energy to go through this again, like nobody should be protesting in this way. They will just throw the book at you. People need to be subversive
0: i uh I agree that for multiple reasons, it would take a special kind of fool to head on down to Manhattan and uh try to defend Trump in this way, so I does wanna- he
4: not know that, or does he just want the show of public support you know if if people come out and then they're framed as violent. Um, he'll throw them under the bus again.
0: Yeah, I, mean. I, I think uh, there's a lot to answer for for that, that if you're asking people to come out and put themselves at risk publicly on your behalf, you need to explain why people why? who did that previously have been thrown under the bus. And I know that um, uh, for Trump to issue some sort of blanket January 6th pardon. He he had two weeks to do it. It would have been almost impossible to evaluate every individual case. And at the time, maybe you think it it would be unwise or reckless to ignore the facts of all the case uh, of all the cases and just let everybody go. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not entirely his fault, but you got to recognize it's a pretty big ask for you to to ask people to put themselves at risk in this way. And and especially
4: seeing how they were treated January 6th.
0: And even if Trump had the power to help them out like he did on January 7th when he was still president. He doesn't now. He's asking you to yeah. go into Manhattan where he has zero power and put yourself mm-hmm. at the mercy of these people where they have everything. Um, I, I do agree that I think that that's a fundamentally unfair ask. And, yeah, one and that, that was th-
4: always my problem with Trump, though. I felt like um, my loyalty was never returned in kind hmm. for him. I mean, I felt like he threw us under the bus of January 6th and like he threw us under the bus of the vaccine thing. Um, and I just I just kind of can't forgive him for that and so i'm just not i'm not going to do anything else right
0: well get your uh, buffalo horns ready and head on down <laughs> to manhattan i have a little bit of a QAnon shaman update in a moment before i get to that I, I the one last piece of the narrative i wanted to emphasize my favorite one is that this is just completely legit by the book normal prosecution there's nothing funny to see here at all there's no political motivation this morning interviewing mike pence uh, jonathan carl at abc Uh, He said that it's not the indictment of a former president that's unprecedented. It's Trump's behavior that's unprecedented.
3: But you say he's he's a a former president possibly about to be indicted and it's unprecedented. Aren't his actions unprecedented? I mean, we never saw a presidential candidate give one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to a porn star to to keep her from uh, from talking. I mean, these are unprecedented actions.
1: Hmm.
0: the worst thing a president or a presidential candidate has ever done is pay stormy Daniels unprecedented, yeah, really. uh, unprecedented offenses.
1: Um, That's
4: preposterous. So many presidents have had sordid personal histories. What about um, JFK and his disseminated gonorrheal infection and things like that? He was seeing prostitutes all the time. It's like Obama killed a guy.
0: A U.S. citizen. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. It's par for the course for presidents to have done stuff like this. George Bush was a disaster. Tons of leftist presidents were disaster.
0: Hillary Clinton did basically this exact same shit with the uh, the yeah. dossier, uh, the steel dossier too, the Piscate mm. dossier uh, and, and lied about it. Initially said, no, no, we we didn't pay for that dossier. Oh, wait, it turns out that we did. And we didn't consider it a campaign expenditure. And the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, said, ah, you know what? That, uh, here's a fine. That's what yeah. happened last uh-huh. year. Uh, say nothing of the alleged Clinton body count and how that may fit into. Oh, the yeah, Supreme.
4: exactly. And this is a thing. Even if he did break the law, um, you know, this is what what people point to. Well, well, he actually did break. the. Law. I'm not really sure that I care about this because they would never apply this law equally to Democratic candidates and former presidents. They just wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Based um, on so my understanding of, of the case, I'm not even clear that he, he did, in fact, do that, that this was. Uh, clearly uh, that this this the, the classification of this payment was clearly mishandled yeah. and that it had everything to do with politics and nothing to do with personal reasons but
4: yeah exactly um,
0: anyway you can make the case certainly the timing uh, obviously it happened right before the 2016 election that has to be acknowledged but uh, to your point even if we grant that this is a crime as described under New York penal code. Uh, This is not a lock, uh, a lock someone away type offense, nor is it unprecedented in, in its degree. Um, Speaking of criticism for Trump though, I was going to save that until after, because people are going after DeSantis, but since we already got to Trump, we can talk to DeSantis. I, I am of the opinion that this is a little bit overblown. The
4: DeSantis
1: thing?
0: Uh, Yeah. But there's been a lot of infighting over the weekend because Ron DeSantis has said nothing about this possible pending indictment. Um, the reason I say it's a little bit overblown is because we have no confirmation of what's happening. We had Trump's own statement, uh, which now appears to be speculation. Um, and in, if Ron DeSantis is waiting for the details, is waiting for the confirmed facts, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, if, the, if the indictment actually happens and Ron DeSantis has nothing to say about it, I would probably have some questions about that approach.
4: I don't know, uh, man. Trump has spent the last few months like dunking on Ron DeSantis and all this stuff. It's like, what does he really have to say something about it? We all know the, the law is being applied unequally here. He needs to protect his campaign.
0: I thought this was uh, an interesting idea that Mike Cernovich was floating. It's not going to happen, but just <laughs> something to consider. What well, he, he was saying DeSantis should come out and call out Alvin Bragg, the Soros funded DA say mm-hmm. Trump is a citizen of Florida so I, Governor DeSantis, I'm going to exercise my authority as Florida governor to examine the legality of any extradition request to ensure that no citizen of my state will have his rights violated by vindictive prosecutors in other states. Huh. Of course, um, that would run into problems with the extradition clause of the Constitution, which prohibits right. that sort of behavior, prohibits any any state from being a, a sanctuary for fugitives from justice in other states. Uh, that is an important principle, and I don't mean to say or imply that it's not. But on the other side of this, while we're bending the legal system into unrecognizable nonsense for political ends, there is an argument that maybe you fight fire with fire. You want him? Come and get him. It would be amazing to watch, though. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. Uh, last thing, I just wanted to discuss kind of broad level implications before we. Uh, well, we. I got to talk QAnon Shaman, too, before we before we take a break. Well, we already kind of discussed this. My broad level implications, it's bait, so don't take it. Yeah. Don't go to Manhattan to do this. No, not just because Democrats are are going to try to get you, but because it it changes nothing. You're not going to go yeah. there and change the outcome of this case. And and actually, I don't think it matters if it changes nothing. If Trump is indicted, unless they find some way to to get this felony and try to put him in prison, so what? He he walks in, he walks out, and he resumes campaigning. Politically, I don't think this changes anybody's mind. Everyone's opinion of Trump remains the same. I think the best way to handle yeah. handle this is to refrain from making it a show. They clearly want the show. Come on down. We need the parade. Don't give them that satisfaction. Don't make any show of this, I think, is the, is the proper response.
4: They seem shockingly uh, unnerved by the possibility that he might win again, which I think is very unlikely.
0: There's, there, there, uh, there was polling data. I should have grabbed it so I'd have the proper citation. Is a poll of Democrats showing they want Trump to be the nominee?
4: Why? So they can just talk about it. It's so like they, they can run it against identity yeah. yeah. Um, yes. I, I don't know. It, maybe that's it. Maybe they, they just want to make another show of it because it's more divisive. Yeah. I think maybe Ron I, DeSantis would like cool things down too much. <laughs> well, I think
0: they realized that they ostensibly elected Joe Biden by making it an election (laughs) of Donald Trump or anybody else. They don't, if they remove Trump from that equation, they don't want the, the next election to the extent that you believe it won't be fortified in the same way, but assuming it is legit and above board, they don't want the election to be Joe Biden or anybody else. Uh, So they got to keep Trump in that equation. They want Trump. Uh, And I think that this is this in combination with all the other prosecutions is, is a political effort to achieve that. Last thing I want to say, uh, because since we're on the topic of January 6th and getting absolutely railroaded by these uh, (laughs) aggressive prosecutors, there is additional evidence that that is exactly what happened to QAnon Shaman. Not that we weren't persuaded of that already, but we all saw the Tucker footage. He was being escorted around the building by several Capitol Police officers. Well, this week we got new body cam footage that was played at his sentencing. That was uh, that was back in November of uh 2021 and through a court order uh it was ordered this footage was ordered released in november 2022 i believe and now we have a look at it anyway this is footage of QAnon shaman and several others in the senate chamber when police ordered them out and not only was everybody completely compliant with that order but shaman was personally complimentary to the police he not only did what uh, they told him to do, he went out of his way to be extra polite and appreciative of them
2: thank you officers God
3: bless you guys thank you for your patience, we really appreciate
1: it
0: yeah what a terrorist i know uh in the footage you can actually see that his flagpole has a a, what appears to be a sizable spear tip actually it's sort of hard to tell in this particular frame but in other frames you can see it um it is interesting that police did not see that as a weapon worth confiscating in the moment though he he could have given given someone the full mel gibson and the patriot if he really wanted to to treat it that way Mm -hmm. uh I would say that's further demonstration. He was not considered a threat. Uh, yeah, of course. Not only was he not arrested, he wasn't even stripped of a, a potential weapon carried openly. Were you just daydreaming about Mel there for a second? Is that what yeah, that that's was
4: true. I mean, I get really conspiratorial with this QAnon shaman though, because they, he's like the ideal figurehead. If he weren't sitting in jail, I would think that he was a fed.
0: <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he's just that committed. Maybe his payday is coming. Who it's knows?
4: possible. I mean, how long has he been in jail? Since like 2021,
0: Since, right? Uh, yeah, fall 2021. I believe it was November.
4: I he, don't know. Uh, people usually don't get time if they're feds, like time like that.
0: He's supposed to be released in July. That's what the, the okay, current DOJ do records say. Okay, would do two
4: years in, in federal prison to um, for like, I don't know, $10 million?
0: $10 million? Yeah, mate. What kind of prison conditions? And who's Terrible. my cellmate? Black. <laughs> I did, that's not the question I asked. <laughs> is, it, is it better or worse than the conditions in the Count of Monte Cristo, which we'll get to later? Better. Oh, okay, well, maybe.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also possible. I don't want to throw people that have sacrificed for the cause under the bus here. But, you know, we should entertain that all people might be fed
0: entertain you should assume it by default uh, mm. any conversation you're having with anybody about going to the protest of donald trump's arrest guaranteed to be a fed op but we are already well past the top of the hour i want to make sure that we have enough time for our chatters before we get back into the news so we should take a break sure um i'm going to start over on rumble Yakko 1977 says hello it's Daniel Kunkel here this is the goofy name I've been using on Rumble for some time and I can't change my name I just want to support you here instead of uh, with the tyrants at Google thanks Uh, and thank you Mr. Kunkel glad to have you over on Rumble and of course uh, he is correct as I've been mentioning for several weeks Uh, chats on Rumble are able to be read if you'd like to escape Neil over at YouTube and his hefty cut. (laughs) <laughs> uh mr nibbles Nibbles05 says trying out this rumble thing he joined over crowder but happy um to have a way to support the show with a better cut for you guys than youtube's bs system keep up the great work you two love the show well thank you and i i thank you uh, so much i did see crowder's announcement too that he's going to be on rumble some sort of exclusivity deal with rumble so that will be another uh traffic pull for rumble and i know people have their st- worry about rumble like any other platform um
4: and that was his plan all along executed perfectly stuck the landing
0: but uh, i i can tell you that my interactions with rumble have been nothing but positive personally so i i hope that uh i hope their success continues jdl 1492 says two questions why are they distracting us with this now and is alvin bragg auditioning for attorney general Well, they can't oust Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland is... uh, (laughs)
4: They need him, yeah. (laughs) You know, in ways,
0: Merrick Garland is perfect for the role because he's the most mild-mannered, seemingly unthreatening guy who is actually partaking in all sorts of radical activity. Yeah. He is perfect for that role because he doesn't seem like a crazy guy. I don't... uh, Can Alvin Bragg achieve that? I don't know. But but for their ends, Merrick Garland is actually excellent. I don't... Obviously, I don't want him as DA, but... For the reasons they've put him up there, he's he's doing what they want. So, yeah, I have a hard time seeing him replaced, but maybe we'll see. All right. Let's move on to uh, YouTube and TV stream.
4: Zors, I can't recommend the book. God is a man of war by Stephen DeYoung enough. It touches primarily on the parts of the Bible that are difficult to understand or empathize with, such as the book of Job and may offer insight into any sufferings in your life. You know, I got a lot of email uh, about that discussion that we had.
0: I think I got a, a few about that, too, and I feel bad because the the substance of the discussion has kind of already escaped me. But it was it was on Wednesday and it was about your view that the book of Job is sort of uh, like a biblical outlier in its theme or it's it's hard to accept. Ooh, is that right. correct?
4: Well, I I've, I've long thought that it casts God in um, an impulsive light and and from what i'm hearing from other people they're like well no it just teaches you that your life is about suffering and relief from suffering is is the gift from god but he just mm-hmm. handed over power to satan to test his, the the loyalty of um of this man in in cruel and and horrible horrible ways and i know that he didn't do these things but he gave satan the reins and i'm i get really hung up on this like hmm. really hung up so i know i'll receive some more emails but um i just don't understand the extent of human suffering why it's necessary you know all right that's what it was about Bill this yeah what is going on with idaho rhinos supporting increased immigration amnesty and licenses for illegals resist the californication of idaho uh you know what it is i mean they're all getting paid they're getting their um lobbying interest satisfied in exchange for God, God. Corruption, yeah, we rampant, had, uh, rampant corruption.
0: Speaking of the Wednesday show, Phil called in to talk about it. So that's news to me, but I was reading some of the material while he was discussing it, and it appears legit. Yeah, that Idaho conservatives are interested in a more relaxed immigration policy and or amnesty for, I guess, economic reasons, something like that.
4: Um, Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made eggs. Well, K, okay, not really. I thought he was beating it up like a caught felon, but when I turned on the lights, it was really a bunch of Fed boys, just like. January sixth.
0: Something like I want some Thank you, Robin.
4: <laughs> that's the other thing. They're just gonna send out a bunch of Fed boys and make it appear like people are gonna come out with their Nazi flags or whatever. It's so <sighs> preposterous. Have you have you seen this Nazi president at drag show event?
0: No, that's news to me.
4: It's so retarded. it's obviously Fed stuff. You know, I hang out with some hardened anti-semites and nobody <laughs> larps in that way like nobody's walking around with like swastika flags like no one acts like that i'm 100 sure this is some kind of fed thing
0: chronicles of the spLC
4: i know i bought pn thank you so much we really appreciate
0: it thank you IBot.
4: um
3: wicked man we love you the blonde you're earth. very special
4: On her huge hit piece, on a serious note, what does it say about our politics that people are happy to be attacked with such vicious labels? (laughs) Is rank divisiveness the goal or are the articles merely a signal that you're a big deal? I mean, I just don't think that you can be effective in the modern culture war if people don't think you're racist. If people don't think you're racist, then you are not talking about race relations enough. Because what what classifies as racist these days, like ridiculous stuff. Everything people would say, you're racist.
0: Oh yeah, Daryl Lamont Jenkins prepos- called me a racist uh, five, six, no, the, seven years ago, yeah, almost seven years ago.
4: It's patently insane. Um, so I just feel like if people aren't calling you a racist, like or uh, you know, fascist, what are you even doing?
0: You are submitting too much. You are surrendering too much. If yes. even if, if even I've been defamed in that way, come on, you got to catch up to me
4: yeah um rlo my favorite response to the raccoon dog was what the chinese government couldn't find a pangolin i forgot about that pangolin thing i actually i was buying that thing for a while
0: embarrassing admission uh when john it was john stewart who talked about lab theory like a year or two ago i thought he said penguin i didn't even know what a (laughs) pangolin is and i had to look it up a a few weeks ago because i was talking about more lab origin stuff
4: but pangolin
0: There's like he, cute
4: little armadillos. Or yeah,
0: they're scaly yeah. anteater type things.
4: A penguin, what an adorable way to spread a worldwide I thought genetic. he said a
0: bat kissed a penguin and pronounced <laughs> it weird. No, it was pangolin.
4: <laughs> uh, thank you, Tortuga. Um, das Pooch. Did you see Peter McCullough recently wrote about natokinase to help remove spike proteins, popular in Japan. I started using it a while ago. It was cool to see him approve. That is so great because when we spoke, I think it was uh, at least a month ago, he um, told me that there was some um, uh, emerging research in Japan that was promising. But at that point, he didn't believe that there was any evidentiary support to the removal of spike proteins, um, especially from the organs. So I'm glad to hear that there's some movement on this front. I hope that um, people that took the vaccine are able to recover their health. You want to circle back? Or should uh, we yeah, go? we
0: got to read Tortugas, though. Uh, I just oh, want to make sure oh, you, that's right. Foreign uh, currency. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't watch live on Wednesday. So just want to congratulate blonde on her hit piece. Sad you had to get it through an intermediary though. I know. Maybe next time. All right. Yeah, we can uh, we can move on. If uh, a
4: penguin. That's so cute.
0: Yeah, I uh, well, I learned at least I learned what a pangolin is. But thank <laughs> you for the chats, guys. We will come back to them toward the end of the show.
4: Um, I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: Moving on with the news. Um, After an announcement last weekend, of course, as we discussed, that the FDIC would bail out large depositors at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. The latest news within the last few days is that a group of 11 big banks are are bailing out similarly struggling First Republic Bank in California for $30 billion. This is uh, the context in which Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen answered questions before the Senate Finance Committee on Thursday and this was your typical hearing with lots of uh, sound bites that are, are useful to listen to because there was a whole lot of nonsense uttered, but there's one exchange that I just want to make sure everyone hears and is aware of, because I think it's particularly crucial for everyone to understand what is happening, either air quotes accidentally uh, as a product of mistaken good faith, which I guess is how we're supposed to take it or intentionally as a means to further concentrate power and resources in this country. So Oklahoma Senator James Langford asked Janet Yellen if small community banks in Oklahoma can count on the same sort of depositor bailout that Silicon Valley Bank just got. And Yellen really without hesitation basically gives away the game. No, No, we're not going to do that for your stupid podunk, tiny Oklahoma bank, because we at the Treasury and the Fed and the FDIC, we only do that if we unilaterally or I guess working with each other. But as kind of a combined entity, if we together decide that the bank in question qualifies for our magic title of systemic risk, which means if we allowed that to fail, it would have serious, catastrophic, major economic consequences. Whereas if we allow your stupid Oklahoma community bank to fail, who really Fair. gives a shit? It's a bunch of hicks who can't get the, you know, their hundred bucks out of the bank. So too bad. I guess they're FDIC insured, but you get what I'm saying. They're tiny <laughs> they Oklahoma They can't get bank, their $250,000 out
4: of the bank.
0: Exactly. They can't get their $10,000 on their 260 grand deposit. They can't <laughs> get it out. That's <laughs> In simpler terms, what she's saying is the Fed, the Treasury, the FDIC, Uh, They decide winners and losers in banking. Your small-town banks don't matter enough to get this sort of special treatment. Here is her explanation.
3: Will the deposits in every community bank in Oklahoma, regardless of their size, be fully insured now?
1: A bank only gets that treatment if a majority of the FDIC board,
4: a supermajority, a supermajority of the Fed board and
1: I, in consultation with the president, determine that the failure to protect uninsured depositors would create systemic risk. So, to these what is two your banks. plan
3: to keep large depositors from moving their funds out of community banks into the big banks?
1: Um, look, I mean we that's certainly not something that we're encouraging that is
0: happening right now
1: that is happening because depositors are concerned about the bank failures that have happened and whether or not other banks could also
4: uh, no, it, it, fail it's hap- yes of course that's why it's happening this was the plan all along i said this on the show last week yeah. two weeks ago
0: Last week. It's, it's, oh, was it? Yeah. It's, it feels like an eternity ago, but it's only last weekend all along. that all of this happened.
4: They wanted people to get out of these local credit unions and these local banks so they could centralize people's money in larger banks. And then we're going to have government currency. We're going to have electricity. That's
0: records. not something we're encouraging. Yes, it is. When you give yeah. preferential treatment to larger banks in the form of depositor bailouts, if I'm a depositor and I have a large deposit to make, Um, obviously I'm going to take that money and put it in a place where it is fully guaranteed as much as these people can fully guarantee the value of anything, but you're going to put that in a place where they're telling you, you get your money no matter what, as opposed to keeping it in a place where they're telling you, you don't any rational actor would obviously then move the money from the small bank that can't match that sort of guarantee To to the larger bank that has the guarantee of Janet Yellen and company. Um, and it, and of course, it's going to have that effect. You, you concentrate wealth in fewer and fewer, bigger and bigger banks. And they just so happen to be cozy with Janet Yellen and company. Imagine that. What a surprise. Wow. And, and of Ooh. course, under these circumstances, there's nothing that a small bank, a small Oklahoma bank like he's talking about, there's nothing they can do to compete for that business. Different rules mean the bigger banks can get riskier with their asset management, have fewer or potentially no consequences for bad decision making. The smaller banks, because they don't have that benefit, aren't going to be able to give their clients uh, similarly favorable terms because they are going to bear the consequences of their risky decision making. So, in other words, both the incentive for the large depositor to move money to the big banks uh, and the the handicapping of competition from the smaller banks – that's going to produce that effect undeniably. And Janet Yellen's explanation, again, this is one of the wise people who's supposed to control all the purse strings of the country and said inflation is transitory and is now is telling you, oh, man, I can't believe they're moving all their money to, to more and more bigger and bigger concentrations of wealth. Her explanation is whoopsie.
4: Yeah.
0: Whoopsie is uh, supposed to be the justification for these people having this much power. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: So, I not to rehash last week's conversation conversation in full, but you know, it, it's it, the, the failure of these banks and the accountability for poor decision-making. It's not, it's not what you want to happen, of course, but if you want the problem to get resolved, it's not having Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell print more and more money. It's allowing <laughs> these things to fail. And does that create short-term pain complication? Absolutely. Uh, but the long-term alternative that we're going to allow a central bank to pick market winners and losers and print infinite meaningless money uh, to enforce those decisions. That's going to make things far, far worse than uh, the alternative, which is, uh, you know, some, some pain now. And we get a fix of it, uh, a fix of that problem on the other side.
4: This is exciting. It's happening. You know?
0: Well, uh, they're going to go speaking of uh, power and the federal government and making sure everything is, uh, is uh, squared away They're Now they're going after Silicon Valley bank to go get them. Now they are insider traders. Apparently.
4: I don't know. Okay. So the justice department and the security, the SEC, they're investigating the collapse of SVB in separate probes, but they almost always do this after uh, there's like an, un, a huge unexpected loss or a bank failure. It's oh. a pretty standard procedure. So nothing's going to um, so nothing's going to happen. Yeah. The investigation they're examining stock sales that the officers uh, made days before the bank failed. We already know that those are square legally. Um, and they're also investigating the executives trading um, and what they knew or said about the bank's business in the 90 days before its demise. So I think they're clear on actual insider training and trading as far as the CEO and CFO go. Um, but uh, it looks like they might look into what they told the Israelis, for example, that dumped a billion dollars of assets uh, the day before this crash happened. So I don't know. Do I trust the SEC to do um, an ethical and truthful investigation on any financial institution? Of course. No, absolutely not. Nothing's going to happen. Janet
0: Yellen will personally have a look.
4: Yeah, but obviously they were engaging in some level of illegal insider trading.
0: I don't know the ins and outs of the law to say if that's the case or not. Insider trading is not an area of my expertise as a matter of what you can and can't do legally. But uh, does it look suspicious? I suppose. I don't know. I can't. I can't looks, offer more. It than-
4: looks really bad. I mean, they were telling their largest investors, like. At least ones that had the that had information on them, There was probably some blackmail or corruption element. They were like, you got to take the funds and run. Hmm. Well, Um,
0: now, uh, speaking of consolidation, over in uh, Europe, now we're going to have a merger or an acquisition of UBS on Credit Suisse.
4: This is a huge deal. So Credit Suisse has, over the last few years, they have had some major, major financial problems. Um, So I guess I'll go back to the beginning, but uh, it was a lot of corruption within the bank. This has been ongoing for years and years, a lot of uh, public issues with Credit Suisse. And then on Tuesday the bank disclosed that there were material weaknesses in their financial reporting. They they used that phrase, material weaknesses. And then um it swept up on the board and then there was panic surrounding other banks like SVB. And then because there was already this bad information about um Credit Suisse, they were very severely affected. So on Thursday, Credit Suisse said it would tap a 54 billion dollar lifeline from Swiss Central Bank um, because people were freaking out. But naturally, that had the opposite of the intended effect because when they're like, "Okay, we're going to tap into this um, this government loan," <laughs> all of the all of the people that were invested were like, "Holy shit! That is, this is terrible! Like, you guys are insolvent!" and it just created more panic surrounding the situation. So, if you remember from last week, SVB. Um, The first thing they did was open up the market and allow other banks to try to absorb uh, the cost of SPB, and that's what they did with Credit Suisse. And so UBS, which is another huge uh, Swiss bank, is currently absorbing Credit Suisse. So the Swiss National Bank has is going to lend a hundred billion dollars, and the Swiss financial regulator is going to temporarily temporarily suspend a bunch of regulations to help UBS digest its greatest competitor so this is in banking this is like crazy and a disaster huge disaster Hmm. Um, I think it says something really bad about things to come this is like it happening to to chase bank in Europe or something
0: yeah as though we had one of the major players here uh, acquire and consolidate with uh, another one of the major players
4: yeah Yeah,
0: which perhaps we're in store for maybe this is a sign of what's to come you already have that to some extent, with um, with uh, the, the bank in California, uh, mm-hmm. what's the one? The Republic, Silver. First Republic, oh. whatever it is. Uh, anyway, First Republic is not on the scale of these banks, but you have the bigger banks that are somewhat, as far as I gather, like American equivalents, uh, mm-hmm. teaming up to bail out a, a bank of a slightly smaller scale. So, yeah, I don't know. Is this a sign of uh, of what's to come for us here in the States soon? Who knows?
4: I wonder what What? regulations they're suspending in order to allow this to happen. I don't know. I don't like the sound of that.
0: Uh, Yeah. There that's, it seems to be how a lot of these things operate as, as a kind of a financial layman. I notice a lot of these regulations and rules apply until they don't. It's the same thing thing with the FDIC. Oh yeah. yeah, Your, your deposit is backed up till X amount. Oh, whoops. Now it's backed up to infinity at certain banks, but not others. Why Did, did Congress write a law or is it just, as Janet Yellen describes, a council of a few people at three institutions who are like, oh no, that's really bad, so we'll handle it this way. This one's not that bad, so fine. As uh, This is not the way we were uh, supposed to be governed, I'll tell you that much. I don't know about the Europeans, but it seems odd that the, that, that... I'm, I'm going to speculate that that's probably not the way their system is designed either, but right. what do I know? Uh, don't ask yep. me about Swiss banking regulation. Huh. All I know... Is that it was the raccoon dogs. I'm convinced. (laughs) So as the uh, Wuhan lab origin theory for COVID continues to gain traction, even among government institutions, as we've discussed, the desperation to maintain the natural origin theory continues. After years uh, and years of of searching for the bat cave that COVID uh, supposedly came from, now we have a new animal to blame. It's not the bats, it's not the pangolins, it's not the penguins, pronounced in a funny way. It's the raccoon (laughs) dogs, who despite their appearance, are not actually very raccoon-like biologically, I gather. They're more like foxes who look like raccoons. Okay. But raccoon dogs had actually been mentioned as a possible culprit at the Wuhan wet market previously. I know because I remember putting an image of a raccoon dog into a video that I made a long time ago. So I know I've heard of these raccoon (laughs) dogs previously. But the theory... Uh, always had the same problem the theory of natural origin regardless of what animal it came from even if you at least in according to the theory even if you can show covid presence at the wet market where all of these animals were hanging out uh, how do you know that that was the origin and not just a vector of transmission mm-hmm. especially when we know that the virus was present in lab workers or at least there's Very good reason to believe the virus was present in lab workers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology as early as November 2019, predating a lot of these supposed animal discoveries, including this one. So we have reason to believe the virus was at the lab before there's evidence of of it being at the wet market. How do you overcome that? Well, this information, at least as I understand it now, does not but the Atlantic is trying to provide the answers in addition to other news coverage. And that's all you can rely on because as far as seeing the actual study and the actual evidence, no, it's not available yet. It's not peer reviewed. It's not published, but it's coming out. Just you wait, you can't see it for yourself, but this is the article published on Thursday in the Atlantic. The strongest evidence yet that an animal started the pandemic, a new analysis of genetic samples from China appears to link the pandemic's origin to raccoon dogs. So what exactly is the evidence? Well, As I mentioned, it's an unpublished paper you can't look at, considering data that you can't look at yet at least, but perhaps the public will see it soon. According to an international team of virologists, and who's on this international team is quite important as we'll get to, swabs were taken in or near the wet market stalls around the pandemic start in early 2020. That date is also important. Now, according to the Washington Post reporting, and I'm not clear, again, because I can't look at the original source material myself. The Atlantic story describes swabs. Swabs were taken at the stalls in the Wuhan wet market. According to the Washington Post coverage, it's actually a singular swab that is important. A sample taken Ah. and a sample might include multiple swabs, you think? Uh, No, no. uh, One swab. Okay, one swab contained a mixture of genetic material that included a large amount from a raccoon dog, along with traces of coronavirus. And since the virus can't survive on its own, it is deduced that the raccoon dogs were in fact carrying coronavirus. But even if true, per the points that I just discussed, it really reveals nothing. This swab was taken in early 2020. That is not the origin of coronavirus. That is months afterward, in fact, at minimum, perhaps longer. If raccoon dogs were the origin, well, again, how do we explain uh, the the lab workers getting sick with the virus in November 2019? At least that's what U.S. intelligence says. We know that they got sick. Uh, This was November 2019. We know it was something of a novel condition. Uh, (laughs) Connecting the dots, one might speculate it might have been COVID-19. But even if you don't accept that, you say, no, 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 they didn't have Corona or that's not true. That's U.S. intel making shit up as they do sometimes. Well, according to the Chinese, their first documented case of coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 in humans was December 8th, 2019. So raccoon dogs having the virus at the wet market the next month into February, even according to Mm -hmm. some of this reporting, proves nothing about that that the vi- it proves nothing other than the virus may have infected raccoon dogs in addition to humans but we already right. know that this virus has infected other animals as well so that's not even news just because uh it it happens to infect animals doesn't mean that's the origin of the virus itself now i mentioned it's important to take note of who is behind this study uh some familiar names you may recognize so uh these international virologists making the claim. Who are they? Well, there's Christian Anderson. Ding, ding, ding. That's an important name, along with Edward Holmes and Michael Warraby. Now, Christian Anderson, you may recall, is a researcher who emailed Fauci. He's a virologist who emailed Fauci in January of 2020 to say, hey, man, uh, I don't know if you've seen, but it really looks like this virus is uh, engineered. It looks artificial. Check this out. (laughs) And uh, then Fauci got Anderson and a bunch of other renowned virologists on a conference call and suddenly they became the biggest advocates of natural origin in fact christian anderson went from hey this looks engineered in january of 2020 to a conference call with fauci in february to i'm the author of the proximal origin (laughs) <laughs> of covid-19 which advocated conclusively for a natural origin at his own description per emails that were recently released in a video i just i posted a week or two ago uh, at fauci's prompting so fauci told anderson go make this paper that says it came from a bat or a raccoon dog Anderson, despite his prior inclinations, does that. Fauci gets up at the at the podium, at White House press conference in April, and says, "You know, there's a study out there that says uh, it came from a bat cave, and uh, it's a bunch of really well-respected researchers who did it. So you should probably check that out." Without disclosing his own involvement, that he's the one who put him up to it. Anyway, Christian Anderson is not a guy you should trust, and yet Christian Anderson is once again behind it. That's very. It's very odd uh, that he just happens to keep getting jobs, improving natural origin. Well, l- I know. Luck. What do you
4: think he's getting paid? Uh,
0: do you think well, it's a
4: lump sum or career advancement?
0: There's a lot of money. That was part of Christian Anderson. Uh, uh, there's analysis that suggests Christian Anderson has enjoyed handsome payout increases from the NIH ever since he changed his mind about the origin of the virus and decided to work on disproving any of the conspiracy theorists.
4: Aren't these people worried about their immortal souls?
0: No, of course not. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in the afterlife. They don't believe but in it's morality. So
4: gravely immoral. immoral. This is so awful. They like, believe I in Fauci as God. Myself. Oh God. But how could you have kids and like go about your business and like make dinner at night and go to sleep? Like, how could you do that? How could you live a normal life knowing you did something? Like
0: well, that? if I was just offered $10 million for prison, butt rape, maybe $10 million to betray all sense of morality is an enticing deal for some people too. Uh, so <laughs> uh, and of course, just to, to finish up the analysis here to deny lab origin, you have to deny the most plainly obvious circumstantial evidence. You have to deny John Stewart's mispronounced penguin bit, or at least what I heard is penguin. <laughs> it just so happened that these raccoon dogs that started the virus coincidentally emerged right outside of the virus factory. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that really weird? Come on. This is the only virology lab in mainland China equipped to handle this sort of a virus and studies exactly this sort of virus. And it's just, it happens to be that raccoon dogs or the people who handle raccoon dogs also really like to hang out there for unknown reasons.
4: Are people buying this?
0: They're, they're still going to try. Dr. Fauci had a completely preposterous explanation for some of this uh, last week. I wanted to talk about it on last week's show, but it wasn't necessarily strictly relevant. But Dr. Fauci on CNN uh, within the last couple of weeks made this case that actually a lab leak is natural origin, or at least could be. Because <laughs> what if one of the lab workers went to the Bat Cave raccoon dog kennel and then... Got infected with the virus from the animals and then brought the virus into the lab where it could be studied and then it leaked from there. That might sound like a lab leak, but that's actually natural Wait, origin.
3: Like he
1: cultured it from a lab leak go.
3: could be that someone was out in the wild, maybe looking for different types of viruses and bats, got mm-hmm. infected, went into a lab and was being studied in the lab and then it came out of the lab but if that's the definition of a lab leak jim then that still is a natural occurrence
0: okay now do gain-of-function research
4: that's (laughs) definitely not true how is that any different uh, from studying any other virus from any other origin leaking from a lab
0: uh He's saying that that I'm not sure I follow. He's saying that that would be natural origin because it's it just it went through the lab, but it didn't originate in the lab under this preposterous. If it leaked
4: out of the lab, how why would it even matter if the origin is natural or man made? That's preposterous. I see. It's still a lab leak.
0: It's still a lab security issue. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, I he might be onto something. I my question is, how do we know that the raccoon dogs didn't engineer it in the lab? Has he considered that? (laughs) And how do we know that the bats didn't fly into the lab to frame the Chinese bat lady for all of her wrongdoing against bat kind
4: animal mischief? I bet it was so cute in there. This
0: is the same type of logic. It's just in one case, I'm uh, I look absurd. In another case, that's the highest paid government employee (laughs) probably of all time.
4: Didn't he retire? Why is he still doing interviews?
0: Because he can't leave the spotlight. Obviously, he just he can't give it up. All right. Anything else on raccoon dogs before we can't,
1: I almost I can't forgot their name? I said
0: raccoon raccoon hounds.
4: Raccoon Three dogs. years, two months. We've been talking about this nearly every show. Jesse Smollett. Us. No, the, uh, the COVID. I
0: thought you meant Jesse. I guess that's been on something of a sort of similar timeline a year earlier. Well, yeah, but COVID, all of this, it's not just the, or, it's not just the viral origins. It's the fact that that was used as the premise to perpetrate what I believe to be the greatest fraud
1: Forward, of the modern sure. world,
0: if not the greatest fraud in the history of our entire no, country. No, no, I'm not or,
4: saying that that we shouldn't have been covering this. I'm I'm saying yeah. that I just cannot believe this was as extensive as as it actually was. Even the first few months, I was I was thinking like, "This going to blow over."
0: I I again, if I could become the meme and uh, do the time travel, you know, and 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 tell myself something in the past.
4: So, <laughs> yeah.
0: I wish I could talk to myself circa fall 2019, like. Dude, you're not going to believe any of this. Also, here's what's to invest in. and <laughs> Not this. Yeah. Pick that. And cash out at this time.
4: <laughs> I know. Buy Bitcoin. Don't look at Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> Buy Bitcoin and sell as soon as they stop pumping it full of government money.
4: I know. You're yeah. going to have a really cute baby, so things will be fine but you're going to be poor and we're going to be talking about COVID deep into
1: 2020.
0: Or maybe I would have uh, encouraged, I said, it would have been too late, but I thought go audition for an acting role as a uh, MAGA henchman in Chicago. That's lucrative too. How anyway, I got to give make? the bit it's proper introduction. It is of course oh, the hoax, hoax hate, hate of the it. week. <laughs> now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america (laughs) hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice Over four years after the most high-profile hoax hate of all time, the Osindiro brothers, hired by Jussie Smollett to carry out the fake attack on him in January 2019, are finally telling their side of the story publicly. Of course, they testified in the 2021 trial that, regrettably, we couldn't watch because there were no cameras in the courtroom. But the brothers have now teamed up with Fox News to launch a five-part docuseries called Jussie Smollett Anatomy of a Hoax. That debuted on Monday... Fox and the brothers released a promotional video describing exactly how they did this uh, at the actual site in Chicago.
2: We made sure we got there at 2 a.m. Sharp. On the dot. On the dot. We had no phones because he did not want us to bring any phones. He said, so we don't lose them. I don't know if that's really the reason, but you can deduce your own reason. So (laughs) we waited here for about what? Four, four minutes. It was about four minutes, four minutes, but it felt like forever because it was cold as balls. So I saw him <laughs> out the corner of my eye, and I was like, Okay, that's him. Let's go. We gotta go get this Empire <laughs> fat. That's <laughs> that Nick. <laughs> that <laughs> Nick. Get that Nick. Hey Nick. Hey. Aren't you that Empire? Hey, f- n- Empire fat Nick. N- n- it's MAGA Country. Yeah. And then he said, What did you say to me? And then that's when I threw the first punch at him, and then I threw him to the ground. He wanted it to look like he fought back. That was very important for him, because he said, hey, don't just beat my ass. Make it look like I'm fighting back and whatnot. So we did that. He had no bruise. I wanted it to look more real. I used my knuckle and gave him a noogie. So I went like this. Why did I do that? To give him a scar, to give him a mark, to make it look real like he really did get his ass beat. Attention. That's where I came around with the bleach, the infamous bleach in the hot sauce bottle, poured it on his shirt. Then I finally put the rope around his face. I did not put it around his neck. I just placed it on his face. And that's when we took off.
4: <laughs> I kind of love them Because it, it a- was cold ass balls.
0: <laughs> so I gave him a noogie. I, as I said, I know I'm supposed on principle, I'm supposed to say they are just as culpable as Jesse Smollett himself. No, they, they're not. Well, they, they willingly participated for personal profit.
4: They were just henchmen and, trying to do a job.
0: <laughs> just doing my job, bro. I know. Uh, but but based on this segment and based on some of the subsequent interviews they've done, they do seem pretty funny and cool. And. To their credit, and this is, is very important to the serious point that I'm trying to raise, they do seem sincerely apologetic about their role in all of this nonsense. They apologized on Sean Hannity's show, uh, saying that they allowed their ambition to cloud their judgment.
2: So all of a sudden this is viral and believed. What are you guys thinking? Before I allow my brother to answer that question, I just first want to... Apologize to everyone in the audience, the country, and anyone who might have been affected by this directly. When we were asked to partake in this, we really didn't foresee the ramifications of what something like this could do to the country. You're sorry you participated in it. Yeah, yeah. We, didn't, we allowed our ambition to cloud our judgments.
4: Oh, they seem like a nice young men. Was he wearing a mega
1: hat?
0: With Africa in place of the A. So. <laughs> uh yeah i like it again I mean, is the questionable questionable part of that phrasing i think uh, uh but uh sure make africa great get get at it absolutely yeah, really? they're nigerian of course so well uh, you
4: have to pick one african country yeah
0: they're very well uh they're of all the nigerian scams ever perpetrated of all the hey please send me your credit card uh number and your social security number so you can get a, a secret fortune from my Uh, deceased prince who has left everything to you in his will of all those people are they the greatest Nigerian scammers of all time they got a rank they're not the wealthiest but in terms of pretty
4: bad how much money were they they were only gonna make like 10 grand or something. yeah
0: it was it was a few thousand dollars it wasn't a significant or life-changing amount of money but
4: But I can see how they could be like he's not that famous this isn't gonna go viral they just underestimated the effect that this was gonna have on the culture
0: I I do buy you could say that that was an insincere that maybe maybe they're trying to cash in now because they see an opportunity to actually um, uh, get some traction in their acting career or grow something out of this uh, this fame of of rejecting Jussie Smollett or something I guess you could be cynical in that way I buy the I buy the apology is pretty authentic there it was not prompted by anybody on the set they just volunteered that themselves and I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was fake. I count me as a yeah. believer in that apology.
4: No, um, no, I'm fine with this. I mean, I love a hoax hate that is high effort, and this was the high effort hoax hate.
0: It's a lot of plotting. Uh, they probably plotting. do have a better prospect at act at an acting career than Jesse Smollett does. Uh, yep. Recall Jesse filed his official appeal of his November 2021 conviction for which he was sentenced to 150 days in prison. I don't see information on when the next court hearing in the process will be. The other the only other thing I wanted to say about this interview, very awkward moment, Sean Hannity was discussing the politics of these brothers and they said, "Hey, we're actually more conservative than you think we might be. We have plenty of conservative views." And then the Osendiro brothers' attorney interrupted and called herself a hard-R Republican.
2: I we have conservative views. We have yeah, we have conservative views. More conservative views than uh, liberal views anyway. Yeah. So well, it, hard yeah. r hard r yeah. republican my whole life proud of it um yeah! you know. and-
0: that sounds like uh, exactly the political party to revive your enthusiasm the hard r Republicans. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh
0: get in touch with this woman to cooperate the hard r republicans <laughs> coming soon speaking uh, of the hard r did you have anything else to say about uh jesse and uh the osindiro brothers
4: No, I, I can't explain why I think they're awesome. I have no, principle.
0: they're just funny and they seem to have a good attitude about everything. So, uh, I I can't deny the, the charisma, uh, but
4: (laughs) this next one, I hope this is true.
0: Oh, it's, it's definitely true. My only question (laughs) is, is this in fact hard R or not? Uh, this happened though. (laughs) We don't know exactly. We don't know if it was a soft a or a hard R, but in Sacramento, California, black students have been busted, uh, in at least the third case of an anti-black incident perpetrated by black students in just a little over a year in this particular school district. Earlier in the month, uh, Sacramento unified school district officials condemned an incident of racist fake money being circulated among students at Kit Carson international Academy district spokesman, Brian heap said, quote one student student printed it who gave it to another student who gave it to somebody else. We don't know how widespread the dissemination was on campus. We do know uh, that more than one of these were handed out because the principal actually saw some on the ground. (laughs) Really speaks to our need as a district to do more in terms of fully educating kids about the history behind this word and to try to clear up the misconceptions they have, uh, they must have, that lead them to use it so cavalierly. Uh, An image of this dollar uh, has actually been posted on social media. Uh, It appears to be called an n-word buck at least i think that's what it likely says and i don't know if it's a an ends in an a or ends in an r n-word buck but uh, if you look closely it says redeemable for liquor kfc or big booty hose <laughs> uh, investigation <laughs> revealed indeed two black students were responsible for distributing these n-word bucks school principal Lutitia lutetia, lutetia
4: Again? Oh, St- Lutitia.
0: Lutitia. Not to be confused with Latitia in New York. Uh, Lutitia Stockdale posted on Facebook, I'm so pissed with six exclamation points. Th- I think it's six. Lots of them. To answer your question, yes, two black students made these and were passing them around. The students are Wait, now suspended.
4: I don't understand. Were they trying to frame white students or was just this... Um funny thing that they were doing for the laws
0: might have just been a funny thing joke among friends who knows
4: oh okay maybe
0: maybe they maybe it was some kind of currency among friends like hey give me a bottle and i'll give you you know a, yeah that's a, what i was saying
4: i hope this is real like they're using it for legitimate currency yeah. to buy like purple drank and kfc and uh and KFC. <laughs> big pretty <booty. laughs> yeah exactly
1: uh
0: you scroll down to the story uh, through the story as i mentioned uh at the top. Quote. Uh, From the story, District Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Monitor Mark Harris says he's been on an emotional roller coaster over the stunt. This is the third time we've had perpetrators of a racially motivated incident identified as African-Americans, Harris said. So I thought, well, I got to remind myself what the incidents were. And yes, we've covered all of these on the show as they've happened Uh, last February. A black student at C.K. McClatchy High School labeled water fountains as white and colored. Remember, there was that trend of lazy, segregated water fountains for yeah. a little bit. That was part of it. Two black students were caught on surveillance camera writing racist graffiti on the walls of a school building at Rosemont High School. This was another one that I think demoralized you because they, they wrote the N-word in, in pencil, as far as I oh, gather. Like you could literally erase it off the wall. And then uh, this one was better. West Campus High School assistant principal Elisa Versher, who is black, claimed last May that she has experienced racial harassment at work, causing her to have stress-induced seizures. Her primary (laughs) evidence was an N-word painted somewhere near, quote, near her parking spot in November 2021. (laughs) An investigation commissioned by the school did determine that the graffiti actually did happen and was directed at her, Versher. But was just the
4: same district, not the same school,
0: school, same school district, Sacramento's school district. Yeah. Uh, Never identified who was responsible, though. And and Versa resigned from the district and uh, sued for a payout. But that was as of last summer, last June. I don't see an update on that lawsuit since then. So I don't know what happened (laughs) anyway. um, Yeah. If anyone is, Uh, is in the area and can recover an N word buck for us. Uh, And I know you could probably just print this out, but I mean like an authentic one from the incident itself. That would be awesome. Uh, I would put that right there with my, uh, my, my FBLM license plate and other trinkets from the show. All right. uh, Last thing. I I don't know what, can I call this hoax love of the week? It's not hoax hate. It's Joe Biden faking love or what, what he would consider to be virtuous love, I suppose. Anyway, it's it's Biden's lie in his interview with Comedy Central Daily uh, Daily Show host Cal Penn or Call Penn. I don't know who the, they have 50 different shows on a rotating or 50 different hosts on a rotating schedule. Now, I don't know who this guy is, but he interviewed Biden and Biden was asked about how he changed his mind about gay marriage. And Biden repeated a version of a story he's been telling since about 2014 When he was in high school, this is in the late 50s or early 60s, his dad dropped him off in downtown Wilmington, Delaware, and Uh young Joey, as his dad called him, young Joey saw two gay guys kiss, and his dad said, They're just in love, Joey. Simple as that. Biden then added that the state of Florida restricting transgender procedures for children is close to sinful, as his mom would put it, because it's not as though these kids just decide one day to be trans.
3: I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I was a senior in high school and my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car and I looked to my right and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what what, what are they thinking about here?
4: That's exactly what's happening. Hasn't he has heard any of these people's detransitioning stories about how they made an impulse decision? They visited one psychiatrist that okayed the procedure, and then they had top surgery within like a week. This does he, often an does he think that,
0: that surgical or hormonal transition is some sort of spontaneous natural event? <laughs> so there aren't decisions made in that happening yeah. even if you want to say well that's who the kid is there are still adult decisions being made Adults' mm-hmm. de- decisions by the parents potentially by teachers certainly by the medical professionals who are participating in that sort of uh procedure um yeah it, uh, what does he think people just decide this one day uh, yes yes, yes they, yeah. they very clearly do um on gay marriage this this realization circa 1960 was apparently forgotten by Joe Biden in 2006 who was then senator about to be vice president he was telling Tim Russert on Meet the Press that there's no reason to support a constitutional amendment that was under consideration at the time to define marriage as uh, between a man and a woman because we already had the defense of marriage act that did that and Joe Biden voted in favor of it And supported it, according to his own description, precisely because Joe Biden at the time in 2006, well after 1960, believed marriage was indeed between a man and a woman.
3: I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here?
4: That was 2006? Yeah. Does he Bi- a body double?
0: <laughs> people people uh, wonder about that. He does look awfully different.
4: That's a long way down to go for 17 years.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Biden uh, voted for the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage as between a man and a woman for the purpose of recognition in federal law in 1996. At no point in his entire Senate career did Joe Biden support Mm. gay marriage. Biden didn't publicly endorse gay marriage until he and Obama were running for a second term in 2012. Uh Not when he was 18, when he was 70. That's how long (laughs) it took. In his vice presidential debate with Sarah Palin in 2008, Biden said he opposed redefining what constitutes a marriage. The moderator clarified, asked if he supports gay marriage. Biden said definitively, no. (laughs) In in addition, even the, the fact checker at The Washington Post, Glenn Kessler, notes this is absolute crap. Not just for the the record of Biden's political career that we described, but even the story itself didn't happen. There's no way he got out of this car in 1960 and saw two dudes making a a street side. Uh, Kessler writes in The Washington Post. um, That that as a matter of public opinion, homosexuality at the time was regarded as deviant. In fact, in 1961, uh, Delaware newspapers reported on Wilmington police specifically they had efforts to keep homosexuals who had been drawn from outside the city from gathering here. In fact, gays were arrested on charges of lewdness at the time. So this wasn't even just oh, like wow. a public opinion thing in the U.S. in general at the time, specifically in Wilmington. They probably would have uh, raided those guys. They probably would have uh, arrested them on the spot if if young How Joey had, fallen? In, had in fact seen such a thing. Uh, yeah. Well, 1960 Wilmington, Delaware. Apparently that's where you were supposed to be. But, uh, speaking of questioning God's, uh, God's intent, it's like, why didn't, why did he choose to put you here?
1: Why? This, this is
0: the wrong time for you. Uh, okay. And you have any uh, commentary on that?
4: I guess not hypocrisy. No surprise there. I wish they could just be like, I mean, has he addressed it? Has he been like, this is what I used to believe and I was wrong. And then something else happened in my life that changed my mind or, you know, he, he's never addressed it in that way.
1: No, he just repeats the lie over and over He just again.
4: repeats a lie. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, well, I'll enjoy the latest iteration in which the details are slightly changed. And then they deny that he uh, changed uh, anything about the story at all. And we're supposed to accept it at face value. Mm. Anyway, speaking of, uh, questioning God's intent, it's a the theme of the movie. So let's, uh, get to that.
3: In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review.
0: This week's movie is the 2002 classic French novel adaptation, The Count of Monte Cristo, in which a man who knows too much is wrongfully imprisoned, spends over a decade honing his skills and wisdom before escaping to recover a treasure, earn his vengeance, and gain a family he didn't know he had. From movie picker Jacob, this one has a lot going on. It almost seems like two movies in one. I love how many twists and turns there are. I also love how believable the plot is, despite being quite fantastical. The director really covers all the bases and tells a complete story, which I think a lot of novels turned movies fail to do. As always, your review and your rating.
4: Okay, um, I have not read this book so I do not know if this is a faithful rendering, and that puts me at a serious disadvantage because isn't that one of the most important parts of reviewing a book adaptation? I mean, you got to know if it was faithful to the book, and so I don't know that. Um, but okay, so I'm not even sure if I can review it properly because I think that most of my accolades for the movie are just accolades for the book. Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe but let's had, let's it, just let's treat it as an
4: independent work. Okay, I, I love I that it, it either is either, a. Vengeance vengeance driven drama. And then I like a duel and then a fight over a hot woman, an appropriately hot woman. I was happy about that. Um, I like this theme of revenge, never truly satisfying in the ways that living a good life does the importance of being a self-made man of knowledge and wisdom. However, but this movie felt really routine and mm-hmm. kind of vacuous to me. Um, nothing was particularly bad except the costumes were not era appropriate. They were way too garish. And something about the cinematography, you could be like, this was made in 2002. I don't really know what it is, but there was like some elements to it where it was totally dated and it didn't ring true as a period drama, which really bothered. Me. What What
0: about the costuming? Because I don't have knowledge of what it's supposed to be. So I didn't take um, notice of that.
4: Ugh, people are going to hate me. But there was like incorrect... I think I saw somebody in crushed velvet at some point. That's there just not like,
0: era appropriate.
4: It wasn't era appropriate uh, clothing or uh, fabrics and a lot of the props and things like that. I was like, what the hell century is this? I thought it and was that weird that of... he
0: had an Xbox in his prison cell. That seemed, <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, not really. that seemed out of place too. Um, particularly the second half I found I found vacuous and it hmm. didn't really elicit much of a real... Emotional response for me. So for that reason, I'm stuck between a two and a three. I didn't hate it. Wow. I just didn't think this was a particularly well done film.
0: You were saying Jim Caviezel looks a lot like Tucker, and now I, I couldn't see stop it.
4: thinking about it. Like, I, I was do see it, it. Was a like, little he bit. Looks so much like Tucker, but like like if you starve Tucker Carlson for a few months,
0: he has sharper features. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jim Caviezel does. The yeah. other thing uh, I couldn't, I didn't look it up when I was watching it, but something about the look of his his Spoiler alert! Who you learn to be his son? Yeah, looks so familiar.
4: Henry Cavill, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, but he's just much younger. than like, oh, no, mm-hmm. it's The Witcher. No yeah. way. Did you I, watch I didn't, that? I didn't see it until the very end. I haven't finished The Witcher, and I guess The Witcher is carrying on without him now.
1: Yeah,
0: they're gonna have some new guy. I don't know, but uh, th- maybe the I'm witcher being unfair. I don't know. The Witcher is a show I really wanted to like. But I ha- it's just there's so much going on. It's hard to follow. So we kind of fell off of watching The Witcher. But I st- I still generally.
4: I've heard bad things. I have not watched.
0: I want to like it. So i that's why I like it is because theres I don't know. It's just something about the aesthetic of it and a, mm-hmm. and a, a like of the video game that makes me want to like it,
1: oh, it's even a though I, I've,
0: I've had trouble following the show and haven't finished it anyway.
4: Oh, and it was way too long. It was so long. All
0: right. Well, I, I have a higher opinion than you do. Ah, okay. um, in fact, significantly higher. I, I this is my favorite sort of movie to watch where it's it's something of surprise excellence, at least to me, where I okay. really have no idea what I'm getting into. And frankly, most things of this era are not my cup of tea. I don't even I can't even give you a rational explanation for why it's just usually it's that sort of like, I don't know. It's In my mind, it's associated with like soap opera style romantic drama and and a lot of this stuff that just doesn't suit me and there's plenty of that in this but it does suit me um this theme of the moral constraints of vengeance absolutely loved that the fact that that even though ed uh edmund does achieve his vengeance in the end uh that there are these forces urging uh moral principle and mercy Mm -hmm. on him along the way in fact his the fact that he has Jacopo or whatever the guy's name is his uh, Hispanic helper man is because he 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 saved him in an act of mercy that guy goes on to convince him to be merciful toward his uh his wife or who becomes his wife she then intervenes to stop him from killing his son and changing mm-hmm. the way that that vengeance against um against Ferdinand plays out and uh i i just thought that it was it was very interesting to see these these moral influences direct a vengeance quest toward its proper end but making sure that it didn't go into excess along the way uh appreciated that that plot point that said it was sort of um it had this hedge on it or it had this Deviance from that with this line at the end about and this recurring line from the priest that moral perfection is effectively for God, not us. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Ferdinand is killed, well, what happened to your mercy? And and he says, uh, well, I'm a count, not a saint, which That's is a saying. callback to the priest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really fascinating line there. Uh, a lot to think about that that uh, even that we still want to stay aimed in a moral trajectory. But to to the extent that we're all human, we're going to have moral mistakes moral transgressions and if you must be vengeful uh and you must be ruthless save it for those who truly deserve it you know don't 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 make ruthlessness the norm make it the exception but if there's going to be a little ruthlessness lifelong vengeance quest might be an appropriate place and if you have disputes with that well take it up with god not with us uh fallible men there's this constant battle of accepting and rejecting god how could god put me up to this sort of suffering i don't I don't even accept him anymore. By the time priest dies, Edmund has completely rejected God. And I know you could say it's cheesy. I don't know. I thought it was really profound. This death moment. I don't believe in God. doesn't matter. He believes in you. And the reason I consider that profound is not just a statement on the being of God, as in he's sitting there believing in you, uh, actively. You could think about it that way. I just think about it in the truth of the matters of principle that God represents Mm -hmm. that, that you have, purpose your life has purpose it has always had purpose it always will have purpose your attitude toward that purpose doesn't change it and you're only going to find fulfillment when you accept that ever-present truth i just thought it was a really powerful moment even if the scripting you could argue was maybe a little indulgent or cheesy but uh it was it was great i'm surprised you didn't hit on this theme one of my favorite quick lines too uh Don't rob me of my hate. It's all I have.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I like that.
0: (laughs) The value of hate. Interesting (laughs) themes. I I know that you could argue the movie intends to say that Edmund should let go of his hate. And maybe the movie is an exercise in that. But this is a point that you hit on a lot. And I I think there's a lot of truth to it. Uh, this, This sort of modern conventional wisdom of no hate or hate has no place. Well, hate is not of universal value. But it is also not of no value. It's a relative well, question course. like anything else. Hatred of what? And if you don't hate wickedness, as in the rejection of morality, if you don't. Can hate you even that, be good? Right. Is there any moral? If you love everything and hate nothing, are there moral distinctions at that point?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I would say
0: no. And that's the value of hate when properly applied. Don't get me wrong, Southern Poverty Law Center. Or actually do. Please write a <laughs> hit piece about me. I really crave <laughs> it. I'm really jealous. I
4: tried. I tried
0: uh last thing I appreciated, this this theme that hard work pays off, which is sort of a cliche point. But what I loved about the way it's illustrated in this movie is it pays off even in ways you don't expect. So, of course, uh, Edmund and Priest think they're going to dig out of the prison together after years and years of work. The, the priest dies, but it's his death that creates this new opportunity that neither of them predicted, the escape through the body bag. And it, it's just a great lesson in the value of working hard for working hard's sake that even if you don't achieve the end at which you think you're aiming by right. pursuing opportunity, you are creating opportunity and that will That's pay true. off. And
4: there was justice in him dying in prison because what he had done was so abominable. He like burned down a church filled with people.
0: Oh, well that seems unpriestly. I guess I missed that part. Or and forgot. then he
4: um, decided to spend his life uh, repenting. Hmm. He did it for the army or something like
0: that. Oh, that's right. He did mention that. And that's why he knew combat skills too.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Uh, th- this.
0: I'm, I want to explain this clearly because this might seem at odds with my typical interpretation, but this is a movie about a lot of big moral dilemmas.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and the, the ending was just sort of nice and neat and clean. Oh, look, I got everything and I lost nothing. And I I guess I, I was hoping for some sort of moral trade-off, pursuing something at the expense of something else. Maybe um edmund's loss of faith in god produces some sort of negative effect uh maybe he pursues vengeance at the cost of something significant like his family she does get shot but it doesn't really mean anything she's fine in the next scene fine, yeah I, a real twist and i know the other thing i'll say is i understand this might betray the fidelity to the book so people might be mad at me for that but a, a real twist what if edmund does kill albert only to learn after that albert is his son and that is the price to pay for his his mm. thirst for vengeance. There might be something to explore there.
4: It was a kind of a happy ending.
0: He just gets everything. He, he, gets he sacrifices everything. nothing. The reason the point I wanted to clarify he sacrifices
4: is, nothing. He well, was in jail for 13 years.
0: I mean, in the in the vengeance quest, he sacrifices mm. nothing. And well, maybe that's an overstatement too, because the one point my wife made that I'll acknowledge. He did actually let go of the vengeance quest. He let Ferdinand go. It was Ferdinand who reestablished that conflict. Right. That's true. So maybe I'm overstating slightly. Uh, but the point I wanted to clarify, too, normally I'm sitting here saying I want an ending to be perfectly explicitly clear. When I say that the, the ending is neat and clean, I don't mean that it's clarity is a flaw. I mean that it's moral neat and cleanness. I find to be a little bit at odds with the, the rest of the movie's themes. Right. I like having... Finality in the the ending. That's not what I'm saying. I just thought it was morally neat and clean in a movie that that explored a lot of messy moral themes.
4: Well, they should have killed off the wife.
0: Uh, maybe something, so, Alex- something.
4: Alexander dumbass should have.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, uh, we had a listener tell us too. You noticed that was one of the books in the prison library in, in Shawshank. Shawshank yeah. Which, by the way, I, I put in the review. This movie reminds me of of, of Shawshank meets pirates of the caribbean meets <laughs> princess bride it's like all of yeah. those shoved together the last points are much less important so i'll, I'll just be really quick uh the digging tool like how did they, he, he has some kind of metal rod that he's hammering away at. where are these digging tools shawshank gave us the benefit of showing us where the digging tool came from so it's just like oh they they did he it got they, them off
4: the door is that did they it.
0: did i miss and then that they were
4: using their plates also. Maybe
0: maybe I just missed it. So that's probably they were, only,
4: they were only going three inches per week.
0: Yeah, they did. I remember the math doing the math of how how this was going to happen. Um, I thought not recognizing Edmund was a little far fetched.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and of oh, course, yeah. uh, Mercedes does. But Ferdinand doesn't until he shows up clean shaven without his count goatee. And it's like, oh, I've, I've gone like a decade without seeing friends. And then you reunite with them and sure, they might look different. Um, but but you immediately recognize them still. So that seemed a little silly. And man, uh, there were just a lot of dark shots in this movie. And I'm not saying that that's inappropriate. It was a movie about despair in a prison in the first half. So that's thematically appropriate. It's just... If you're watching this in anything close to a bright environment or if you don't have to, your display brightness turn up, it's a it's a silhouette montage for quite a while.
4: Yeah. And it can be watch sort it of at night for sure.
0: Yeah, it can be sort of straining to watch in that way. But overall, um, I nearly gave it the coveted five wiki. I loved this movie that much. I'm going to dock one because I thought the ending was a little easy and spoiled it a little bit for me. Uh Still. Surprisingly excellent movie for me, highly recommended. And so a uh, high end four wiki rating.
1: Wiki, All right. Mm, pretty, good. Pretty, pretty,
3: pretty good.
0: I don't think anybody has seen this movie. So
4: <laughs> <laughs> how did it get voted in?
0: The early vote. Um people like it. Uh 40% of people giving it a four wiki. Uh another third of people giving it a five, so not a lot of hate.
1: Mm.
0: Uh next week is another movie I know nothing about. Ex Machina. Oh, I've seen that. 2014 some kind of AI movie. Okay. But uh we'll check that out. And then we have a fresh list of nominations for April from listener William. Choices for the month are The Prestige, Titanic, The Incredibles, Once Upon a Time in the West, My Neighbor Totoro, The Italian Job, the 2003 movie Clueless, Hero from 2002, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top-rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristiansenmedia.com. All right. uh, Time to catch up with our chatters. I sure. guess, guess we went a little long. Uh, so thanks for our uh, thanks for patience from the chatters guys. Appreciate it. Um, let me catch up on
4: Laurel is the next one. I'll oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, let me do. Uh, I'll take, I'll take care of rumble really quickly here and we'll get back to YouTube and tippy. Um, JDL. Uh, or JD 1492. Uh, so was Fauci withholding grants to get scientists on the same page or were scientists blackmailing Fauci? We don't, the, hmm. the bummer about that, uh, I'm sure he was that particular yes. conference call. As far as I'm aware, we don't have a recording or a transcript of what was said. Mm-hmm. We can make inferences about what deals may have been reached, but it does appear that lots of people's minds were changed very swiftly on that conference call. So if you see information to that effect, definitely send it my way. I would like to know, uh, pep pepsi pepsital pepsital it's pep from youtube anyway if ron DeSantis doesn't speak out or do something if trump gets indicted then he is not the man uh, we think he is i agree that it's much fair much more fair to judge him once the totality of the facts are known um I, i would agree with the premise that the prosecution in general or the uh the the pursuit of this grand jury investigation in general is itself an act of politically motivated prosecution so yeah yeah i mean i you could say that but i do think that to the extent the story has changed somewhat in the last 24 to 48 hours a little bit of reservation on Ron DeSantis's part was not unwise mm-hmm. i i don't think that he was ever going to come out and say good i'm glad they're getting trump i mean I'm, I'm sure he has something of the view that this is a this is politically malicious and not exactly legit um If you're going to comment on Trump getting arrested, maybe he's just of the philosophy. I'd like to see a source confirm it outside of Trump's truth, social
4: and anonymous ABC. And if that
0: was his inclination, then we'll find out as soon as as soon as the decision on this indictment is made. Then we'll find out uh, whether the harsh criticism of DeSantis is fair or or whether uh, that was overblown. Addicted to drums. Thanks, uh, says thanks and thank you. Appreciate the support for the show. Links to the future. First of all, it's a phenomenal book. One major change between the book and the movie: Albert is not Edmund's son. That was a stupid producer's decision, what? and it dilutes the Albert Edmund conflict. Well, that's a major plot point, too. That's a significant. Why would they do difference. that? Um. Yeah. I don't. I, I. I guess I'd have to get a summary. Oh, demoted. Of the story. I give
4: it a two. Now that's. Hmm. It's so bad. know
0: that also. Chips away at the the motives of Mercedes, the wife, because her whole point was I married him to protect our son. Right. And provide for our son. If that was not her motive, then she's kind of more of a skanky Whore? salute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to check up on, on the novel's version of the plot. He also says, uh, or she, I don't know. Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo and Shawshank Redemption uh, are two of my favorite films of all time. I also loved Ex Machina. Jacob knocked it out of the park. Well, I've, I, I, I'm on a run of four and five wiki ratings the last month. So looks like the last two have been pretty good. I haven't had a, a, a good movie to hate in a little while.
4: Yeah, that's true. I'm sure they're coming.
0: Um, Knuckle Hunky Buck is up next on, on YouTube. If oh, you have okay. that ready.
4: Um, regarding your recent video, I think Wallace mispronounced Whitmer's nickname as "Big Gretch." It's obviously supposed to be "Big Wretch." Wretch is an unpleasant, annoying, worthless, and despicable person.
0: Got her. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, she. The, of all the mysteries of the Great Fortification, uh, I guess this was 2022 Fortification rather than 2020 to clarify. But the fact that I'm supposed to believe that that Michigan voters somewhat overwhelmingly affirmed her as their choice for governor after just the absurdity of her reign. I, 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 of I, have, course a, not, I right. have a tough time believing it.
4: Um, Laurel says, Mr. Show live last week as I am, I am in Waco visiting my mom. Waco was lovely this time of year. Um, I've never been to Waco you.
0: Well, all the, no, I have not all the best to you and your mom. I, we, um, we had a listener who lived in the, the Waco area. And one thing I asked was, can you go to the, to so the Waco compound site and is there anything there? There's really nothing there. It's,
4: it's, yeah. That was, Kind of disappointing, but I don't know what I expect.
0: Yeah. Uh, hope you're doing well, Laurel. You know who else is going to Waco? Trump is going to Waco next weekend. I wonder what he's going to say. He mm. better make it entertaining.
4: Mm. Logan or I'll read this new show segment idea. Weekly reading from Mein Kampf. So we can figure out what the real problems are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, Paul Hitler, baby. Speaking of, uh, of uh, the crackdown on hate speech and all this. You know the the soundbite from uh, Kanye's appearance on on Alex Jones' show where he said, Did "I it like get taken Hitler, off YouTube." That was deemed in, that was deemed incitement to violence by Neil. I can't play Kanye oh, saying on, I Neil. like Hitler because what? that's incitement to violence, according to Neil and company.
4: Um, Bain Coop. If men are looking for relationships, try going overseas. Got more matches and messages than years of U.S. sites, although half are fake, <laughs> but four times the quality. Hashtag passport bros. I can't tell men not to do that because, you know, whatever's going to get you a family, I guess. Oh,
0: it's it's the shopping is tough in the U.S. right now. There's no yep. denying that. So I don't I don't blame uh, a guy for pursuing opportunity elsewhere. Speaking of the value of pursuing opportunity, no matter how futile it seems, uh, like in the count of Monte Cristo, you got to do what you got to do. So I, I don't blame guys who are pursuing that.
4: That hooligan, did you see Beetlejuice getting her comeuppance when a previously censored reporter Called her a pandemic and told her to get the hell out of my city gold. No.
0: No, that's. uh,
4: That sounds awesome.
0: This Beetlejuice being Lori Lieflight. Oh, yeah, it must be. Uh, No, I'll have to get the hell out of my city. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to find that.
4: Uh, Max, the Osendaro reenactment is just me playing Grand Theft <laughs>
0: Auto. <laughs> yeah, it did sound a lot like uh, Call of Duty days. Transcript.
4: <laughs> I appreciate it. Will you read a few of these? Yeah,
0: I appreciated. I've not seen an uncensored version of the video, but it sounded like the, it sounded like they said the full F-word slur and the full hard R N word when they were reenacting it. They did not pull their slurs, which I appreciated. Mac Grendel said, I wish they'd pit maneuver Trump's car with an M1 tank and a uh, a, a black analogue to Chauvin kneels on his neck, all pursuant to a t-shirtable mugshot with charges thrown out immediately for stupid. That is an imaginative hypothetical. I'm not even sure I follow. So he wants Trump to get pit maneuvered and chauvin to kneel on him. I I don't even I I guess I'm having trouble following um why or what the intended effect is, but I like the visual. That would be <laughs> I'll watch that show. Uh thank you, Mac. Boogeyman uh, nine one seven says, I doubt it. Uh where's my I doubt it? Oh, there we go. I I I'm losing track of all my sounders, man. I there's just I, there's too I doubt it. Now. I need to clean them up. Birch Gold Billionaire. Congratulations. The Sunday stream has been uh, appointment viewing for my wife and I since we were married and are excited to watch this week with our newborn oh, daughter. Oh, how sweet. Thank you all for everything you do. Well, thank you for uh, making us a part of your family and congratulations to your family.
3: We love you. You're very special.
0: All the best. Enjoy the moments. They disappear quickly. They disappear. Too quickly. They really do. Knuckle Hunky Buck. Blond, congrats on the hit piece. The uh, uh, the only greater honor than being called a patriot by your countrymen is being called a traitor by tyrants. That's a great way to look at it. You want to take over with porcupine?
1: Uh,
4: sure. Um, in today's world, you cannot rule out vaccine death and the young groups of people dying. We must be aware, ready and pray to Christ. Pray for our enemies for they know not what they do, but they do know what they're doing.
0: They knew exactly what they, they do. They definitely <laughs> did. No,
4: I, I, I get hung up on this on this christian philosophy also i'm not praying for my fucking enemies those idaho
0: pagans have got to you
4: (laughs) they are right about a lot of things um my grundle says if you got the vax just find a cardiologist that will give you a prophylactic pacemaker gotta be a few docs that will cash in on the heart blocks that are popping up go early though
0: i suppose if this doesn't work out maybe i could pursue a career uh in cardiology it seems like there's going to be a lot of opportunities i don't know if i can get through med school fast enough though (laughs)
4: <laughs> AP asking the important de- question well which you think is superior queso blanco which is white cheese or regular queso cheese dip I <laughs> think blanco is better it's a little spicier clearly dips tortilla chips to match
0: uh, I'm going to tell a brief story about why my answer is I, I'm, I'm I'm balking I'm punting here and I shouldn't my answer is neither uh, but the reason the answer is neither is not just because of some lame thing like oh, I don't, I don't like liquid cheese but whatever the reason my answer is neither is because I once went to uh, a, a, a party at a friend's house, uh, circa the age of 20, 21, something like that. And this party of course was alcohol fueled. And, um, uh, several women were invited to participate in this party. None of them were, uh, uh, particularly attractive, even for the amount of alcohol that was provided at my friend's kegger for like 10 people. Uh, And these women who showed up uh, were the sort of women who would bring snacks to this event. And some of the snacks that they brought included uh, Tostito's queso dip. And this 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 young woman. God bless her. I hope she's doing well these days. But that night she was not. She was making these turkey sandwiches with queso dip on these rolls, and she was trying to force them on everybody. Hey, you want one of my sandwiches? Hey, you... no, I don't want your fucking sandwiches. Leave me alone. I want anything that you're offering. Go away. Ew. And I, uh I was decent. I was good friends with the host, so I got the the benefit of like a nice, comfy bed to sleep for the evening. And I woke up in the morning, and I went to the bathroom, and this chick. Had projectile stained the entire shower with the nastiest queso barf you have ever seen in your life. And, oh, um, girl! And when my friend woke up, I, I maybe I handled this incorrectly. She was gone. She was not there at the time. She barfed. She barfed and bailed. I guess.
4: Oh, that's and so lame! You got to clean up your puke. Man. I
0: when my friend woke up, I said, "Listen, man, I try to be a good friend. Try to help my friends out and do my part." Uh, I'm not helping with this. This this queso barf is on you. I'm not doing it. And I didn't. Oh, is, am, I a ba- am I a bad friend for shirking my obligation in that context?
1: Oh. Anyway,
0: that, that's why I say neither. Great story. Compelling <laughs> and rich. But if that's I had to pick, story. I guess I'm going to pick. I, I like the yellow dip. I kind of like the white. I like the, the sharper aspect. Blech. Blech. Yeah,
4: Blech. this whole story. Oh, I can't. Stop it now. <sighs> Tortuga. Do I need to get a bulletproof cup or was this turtle nut hunt an isolated incident? turtles everywhere? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your prospects are. Tortuga. I know Tortuguita. I don't think they went after him for just turtle hunting purposes. I think he invited the shots. If I understand correctly, <laughs> maybe get a, yeah, maybe get a, uh, some sort of bulletproof nut cup.
4: Um, citizen seven. How can the DA file charges against Trump when the statute of limitations for his crime expired in 2018 is the da really willing to make a complete ass out of himself yes
0: that's why that's why i need clarification because that seems so plainly defeating of the action that they're bringing and uh that that's what jonathan turley was writing about and when i read that i think what am i missing here if the statute of limitations is expired even in actually excuse me i'm having queso burps um (laughs) even in his writing About the felony charge, it notes that there's a five-year statute of limitations, which would also be expired if this happened in 2016. So something I'm not clear on the timeline of how all of this works out. Uh, I don't understand how they intend to bring charges this this long after the fact.
4: Yeah, Um, I got a coffee. The The
0: Simpsons since 90, Sharks goalie James Reimer is the latest NHL hockey player that refused to wear the rainbow last night in San Jose. ESG media predictably uh, outraged. Hey, it's not, <laughs> hey, it's not against the law, ho, deal with it. Uh, that is correct. Uh, I did see that. And um,
1: it's not against the law, ho, fuck you.
0: Thank you, LaDonna. Um, or was it LaDonna or Donna? I can't remember. I think it was LaDonna.
4: It was LaDonna, yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, that, that's been happening for several teams now. They are trying to force the players to wear rainbow jerseys or shirts or sweaters or whatever they call them. And players are saying, uh, no, thank you. And they're deemed hateful just for not wearing the shirt. So good for him for standing up, though. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Simpson since 90. Uh, Citizen seven. Uh, that's the one Red read VP XM newcomer uh, linked from Telegram. Keep going, guys. We'll thank our Telegram thank users you. then. I appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by uh carmen nichols please look up the story about zachary nahas uh hot springs oh i read your
4: um message on twitter carmen i'm sorry i forgot to put this in the notes and talk to you kitty porn
0: convict whose wife is superintendent at our school released Mm -hmm. after six years 18 years early level two sex offender and attending wait okay so she's now married to a convicted but but now released sex offender and she is oh boy the fact that he's at the school i mean even if you want to make the argument that well that's the spouse and the professional no he's
4: going to school
1: function
0: that i would have some questions about that if i was a parent in that district yeah uh okay i, I that's, that's news to awful.
1: me Nicholas H. kitty oh, porn
0: convicts that's what yes. his charge hundreds
4: are. and hundreds of files yeah wow
0: well you know uh it's like uh Ketanji Brown Jackson said with the internet these days you might it's like one click and whoopsie there's a thousand child porn images on my computer it's happened to all of us according to uh, the, uh, the wisdom on the Supreme Court these days
4: um let's see nicholas h if you protest on tuesday you're responsible for all the deaths of nypd cops who commit suicide in 2023
0: (laughs) uh yeah i hadn't even thought of that but the january 6th rules do apply not only are you responsible (laughs) for the suicides you're responsible i would guess for probably all the actual cop murders that happen in new york for the rest of the year
4: yeah yeah
0: those are somehow on you
4: uh mac grendel the standard has been set. Arson is mostly peaceful. Dare you to flick a cig onto wet grass when protesting a Trump arrest, though. Ain't that the truth? Jeez.
0: Uh, yeah, good luck. Thank you, Mac. Uh,
4: the, Phil, the response to any request from GOP politicians should be, screw you, pay me. If they want our support our votes or anything else, they need a pony up. <laughs> 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 I like it.
0: Uh, yeah, well, they've they've certainly turned it into a business, so I suppose why not reciprocate?
4: AK47, your face. Speaking of DeSantis, could one of you please Google up the Florida statute... Uh eight thirty six oh six and read back what it says, please should be the top result. Okay, I'll do that. Punishment Wait, for making derog-
0: is this a real law? Well, yeah. Uh yeah, it is it's yeah, it says that. I'm surprised.
4: Um, punishment for oh shoot. Uh punishment for making derogatory statements concerning banks and building and loan associations.
0: Any person who shall willfully and maliciously make circulate or transmit to another or others any false statement, rumor, suggests, written, printed, blah blah blah, or even by inference, derogatory to the to the financial condition or affects the solvency of a financial standing of any banking institution. I can't say that that bank sucks ass. There's there's got to be some rules around that. uh, That would be constitutionally wrong. Transmit or circulate
4: any such statement or rumor shall be guilty of a misdemeanor, and upon conviction thereof shall be guilty of a misdemeanor. So, Penalty is?
0: I'm going to uh, guess that the the limitations of this law are like uh, false claims of fact, like, hey, that bank is uh, insolvent or something. Even that is sort of
4: Imprisonment for one year.
0: Suspect, but the idea that you can't uh, defame a public institution generally, it's as in outrageous. Like, not with a specific false claim, but that, that that does sound like a very overbroad law. Any, any false statement, rumor, or suggestion,
4: rumor or suggestion by yeah.
0: inference, derogatory. That is some that is some loose broad language.
4: Language right yeah. there. Um, Slosher, blonde, the Q shaman probably isn't a Fed. It's more likely some supervisor for the Capitol police saw him and said, make sure that guy gets into the center of the building. I agree with you. Yeah.
0: That seems like the the plausible explanation to me. We got our guy. We see some crazy ass Buffalo horns and spray paint. Get him in there or spray paint. face paint. It's that time. Of the, the night. I might've been spray meant. paint on his face. Who knows?
4: <laughs> That'd be dumb. Kevin asked. I don't know what your opinions are of the Catholic church. But that aside, Bishop Barron has great commentary on the problem of suffering and the book of Job on YouTube worth watching i'm gonna go put this in my hmm. can you read if you will i like? yeah because uh, i will forget if i don't do this now thank you because... kevin
0: mac rendle hot take blonde has been black uh black i read it as black backpedaling out of being based over the last few months is she really just a better trained rayla epps the mask is slipping <laughs> never trust a fed come on rebecca he's got you
2: fed fed, uh, fed historically fed, fed, fed. i am
4: at Apex baseness hmm. in my career. I just you had c- Gypsy Crusader on. Come on.
0: You can't, uh, unless, unless maybe you are cooperating with the SPLC. Maybe that's how all of this was actually like, arranged. Like use
4: this picture. <laughs> yeah,
0: they really. I mean, yeah, they, <clears throat> they. Of all the pictures they could have chosen, I'm a psychopath. Look at Alvin Bragg's face. It has a striking resemblance to those clown balloons that you punch and pop back up and they they pop back up and you punch again. Pull up a photo. It's practically identical. You can assault in New York and they let it go. F this guy. I saw a lot of uh, low effort photoshops of him as an NPC yeah. and it also worked pretty well for that. Um, risen Victory. James O'Keefe paid a woman to rewrite Winnie the Pooh instead of a boy in the Hundred Acre Woods. It was a girl who lived in the 76 Acre Woods. R.T. 2 <laughs> Dindu was Winnie who ate gumbo and Tigger was spelled N I double G E R. So Keith <laughs> called her a strumpet. I'm not, I'm not sure I exactly follow that, but uh, I
4: love the word strumpet. My husband uh, says it all the time.
0: I don't know what that is actually.
4: It's like an old tiny I way of saying a chick literally... was a whore for like showing her ankle.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Um, Risen victory for that uh, poetic creativity.
4: AK-47, your face. I called it last Wednesday That Janet Yellen purposely let her fellow people like her take a billion out of SBB before it got bad, and now she's going to screw us over. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's very not looking good. <laughs>
0: that, that whole exchange, it's like, okay, even if I take you at face value that it's whoopsie, that means you shouldn't be in the position of power to be doing the whoopsies anymore. Oh, yeah. how, no, no matter how you interpret her commentary and her actions, it's all bad. I know. We're going to continue on with this experiment in recklessness.
4: We are. Uh, Mortimer Duke, if acquiring Credit Suisse turns UBS into a teetering giant, grab your ankles. It's going to get primal. I know. Hmm. Um, is there basketball on? My husband's yelling so
0: Is it? Well, it's uh, March Madness, right? It's probably don oh, zaga
4: playing tonight okay. uh, maybe
0: they are i don't know
4: okay i hope i hope my daughter didn't drop something um i'm a psychopath side note jenny allen also has an eerie resemblance to that <laughs> that punch balloon pa- uh, pop back up just saying coincidence i think not i guess <laughs> i guess
0: maybe all these people come from the same factory
4: <laughs> john says the reason god allows for suffering and evil to exist is to test your faith in him you're then supposed to take that suffering and turn it into good works. It's the Christian thing to do. It is the strength of our suffering that good is measured by. Yeah, but people that don't need to be tested are constantly enduring horrible, horrible things. I was talking about that family last night. Their their baby died, and then for, for like I don't even know some random reason, no fault of their own. And then the wife just died of a rare esophageal cancer. She's forty. She has a newborn and seven other children. Precision like,
0: suffering, God. That's what we need. Precision suffering.
4: But like, why? Why? Like their family has to go through that so that God can see if, like, the husband is faithful enough. That's not the kids' fault. Or the testing all their faith. I'm saying it's bullshit. It's not fair. And disproportionate suffering is levied at all times. I don't. I just don't buy this. I don't buy it, John.
0: I think John's words uh, <clears throat> sound wise. I think they sound philosophically <sighs> sound to me. I appreciate it, John.
4: I'll come around, John. Death Vent says. This is one for the Boogaloo shirt fund. Good one, Matt. Blonde, you got to get one for yourself. Noted.
0: Thank you. This one I've had for quite some time. I just never wear it on the show.
4: I like it. It's uh, uh, Hula Ladies?
0: It's Hula Ladies and Uzis. Uh, Is it from the
4: same company?
0: No, it's a different company. This one is from uh, Ballistic Inc., which is run by a guy. A a lot of the gun tubers work with that dude. Uh, I don't have a relationship with Ballistic Inc. either. I just think they're cool. And actually, this was my wedding night shirt. It, that sounds gross, but I promise you it's not. But this did is your
4: a, wife like take it off slowly. No, no, no.
0: There's right. nothing like that. There's this shirt has never been defiled. I didn't mean to say it that way.
4: I
1: oh. was <laughs> just saying
0: this is a celebratory shirt. It's had a, a celebratory Why did you role say it life.
4: like that?
0: I don't know. Oh. This shirt sucks. My wedding night was terrible. Everything about this.
4: This is getting worse and worse. <laughs> Incoming text five, four.
0: Three, yeah, I, there's two. nothing I could say. Yeah, there's no there's no way to get out of it.
4: <laughs> Okay, who's the next one? Uh, Sean D. Matt and I once made love. He had a large deposit to make, but decided to take his business elsewhere. That's Thank a shame.
2: you. are acting queer.
4: You didn't want that, Sean D?
0: <laughs> Good one. Uh,
4: Stellar J. Atkins. The official conversion rate for this currency is 0. 0.6 USD. No, what currency? I don't know what you're talking about. I was about to say noted, but uh, it came in through USD.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, so I guess our system properly converted that one. Maybe it was sent in ah. a foreign currency. I don't know. Okay. But thank you.
4: Thank you very much. Majestic eyesore. Matt and I once made Hawaiian pizza. Then we took a bike ride, making sure to block all traffic while discussing objective morality and the advantages of using fountain pens. That's not that gay.
0: I'm actually mostly, I mean, the only thing that sucks about that is is the bike ride blocking traffic. I'm I not anti-Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian pizza. Neither am I. I. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but in general, I am I am a, a, a pro- Pineapple on pizza, person. I am uh, too.
4: Uh, so pineapple, pepperoni, jalapenos.
0: I could see that. I've not ordered that, but I could see that working. The sweet it's and a, spicy might piece. might work together. Species, sweet yeah. and
4: spicy, yeah. Hillbilly deluxe, sleepy Joe. I'm not joking, narrator. As a matter of fact, Joe really was joking.
0: That's his best defense. This whole thing was <laughs> a joke, and I made it up.
4: Okay, Plum Logan. Yellen is an excellent example of democracy leading to people with no accountability having access to the levers of power decentralized power is managerial tyranny Hmm. that's so true
0: i i that's an interesting thought i'd like to hear more about uh decentralized power is managerial tyranny as in like well i guess i'd have to think about this more you've you've piqued my philosophical interest but in the interest of time i'll probably have to refrain from some 10 minute meandering commentary about it
4: well i think he means i don't want to put words in his mouth but i think he means that uh that she's still managing widely uh, people's financial situations. Yeah. Um, Even BAPO? though we're
0: supposed to have a system of decentralized power to make sure Correct. that people like her, or at least let me be clear, the role should not exist. Okay. I'm not saying Janet Yellen, the woman, shouldn't exist. I'm saying her role, oh, oh. As, as, you know, that that role should not exist.
4: SPLC. Well, I guess the, the Treasury
0: is a constitutional uh, entity, is it not?
4: Um, yeah but, but they don't need to exist within their current function
0: the fdic the fed all their uh partners in crime yeah we can do away with that
4: uh fapo fapo uh the casting of guy pierce was perfect to self-serving elitist, even down to his non-verbal mannerisms that's true he
0: kind of has that weird like a real asshole what is that mouth shape where they have that like fish mouth i can't yeah, imitate it but it's like, mouth. It's, like yeah. it's like that by default i don't know
4: their, his mouth looks like an anus, but the rest of his face looks like really cadaverous. He's an, a very an unremarkable
0: man. anus, like Tortuguita. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Esoterica unbound. So they found an agitated raccoon dog in the restroom of the gay bar, and they claim that as proof of natural transmission to humans, I'm afraid I'm just too stodgy to see acts as natural. <laughs> it's the most uh, goddamn
2: faggy thing you uh, ever seen.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's, it seems like that's what they're saying.
4: I'm not reading this next one.
0: Uh, Matt and I once made love. He did not like my liquid cheese mui blanco cone sol i know that means very white with what's sol salt uh, uh yeah that's right yeah how many Ooh. semesters of spanish did i do yeah uh just to get the answer that uh, i already knew so there was no point to google
1: And i got news for you that means you're gay <laughs>
0: Uh, Just a few more. Redicus says Count of Monte Cristo is uh, my favorite movie. I love a good revenge flick. The perfect revenge, uh, a perfect vengeance element with each person being the agent of their own fall is what makes it my favorite. Uh, Second is lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. My recommendation. I've not seen that either. Neither. I haven't even heard of it. This movie was uh, an excellent surprise as far as I'm concerned. We are the show. Love you guys. So you get to be the first to know that I'm releasing a video this week. And y'all should watch for it. It will be my finest work. That is all I can really <laughs> say for now. Matt and I once damn limit. Okay, I'm, am I missing? Is this a sincere thing or is there some gag here yeah. that I'm missing? Well, if you have a video you want me to check out, uh, you can send it my way. You can uh, send me an email, of course.
4: It's a YouTube channel. Um.
0: Oh, this this is. Uh, thank you. We are the show. Uh, knuckle hunky buck. This is an explanation. This was another one of those like layered jokes that we didn't pick up on i don't know if it was the intent but this is knuckle hunky bucks explanation and it probably was the intent the exchange rate referenced was <laughs> whatever what what currency is nig it was nig nigerian? Uh, uh, oh i see I, I just was gonna read it phonetically um nigerian to u.s dollar it's uh
1: <laughs> three it's, fifths of a dollar. it's three
0: fifths of a dollar that's the currency <laughs> exchange
1: rate <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a, that that was too deep of a cut for me to pick up on. So thank you for explaining it. Uh, I think we're all set. Looks good on my end as far as refreshes. Oh, I have a couple over on uh, Rumble before we finish it up here. Sure. A zucchini app says, "Desantis's decision to run against Trump is inscrutable to me." Please tell me what you think is more likely uh, of these: A. Desantis is a CIA op, or B. Desantis secretly thinks Trump is extremely dangerous. Well, if I had to pick between them, I'm not sure that I would accept either because I think that those, there's yeah. a, a third option that he is just a guy who is at a political high point in his career and wants to uh, make the best on that political opportunity. I don't know that I'm with DeSantis. I, I I don't have a problem with the way that he's run Florida in general. Um, so it's not I don't have some significant opposition to his candidacy. Um, but it, it's, it's the forces that want him that make me give me a little bit of pause. I think there are people I, I very skeptical of who are pushing his candidacy and that doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily his fault, but at some point you wonder who's actually, uh, pushing the operation, who's pulling the levers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I was going to, if I had to pick between these two, I would say that I think it's more likely that that DeSantis is, in fact, not a Trump guy in his head, whether secretly dangerous is his dislike thinks Trump is secretly dangerous is his dislike or something else is. I could believe that that DeSantis just thinks that Trump is a bad candidate, doesn't want Trump to be in office. That, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not as DeSantis skeptical as as some people seem to be, but. Perhaps I should be perhaps the truth will reveal itself. And uh, I suppose this coming indictment will be an interesting test to watch mm-hmm. if it happens. Second Amendment or die. Alex Jones's uh Connecticut charges were beyond the statute of limitations, but he was still found liable. The courts don't care when they're on their jihad. This hmm. is legitimately a, a religious war for them. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know uh, how the legality of how all that played out either but uh, i guess i'll have to look at it um okay we're we're all set anything else let's give a quick
1: no
4: thanks for joining us tonight yeah
0: on uh, oh uh there is one more over on uh youtube matt please elaborate on the honeymoon shirt uh with the Wahines, not hula women
1: um that's
0: what they're called is that is that the technical term
1: I suppose. Oh,
0: they're not. Well, yeah, it's like uh, what, the, I call them hula women. They're doing they do a hula dance, you know. Um, What's more to elaborate, though? It's just a Hawaiian shirt with guns and hula women. <laughs> that's yep. that's that's really all there is to it. Um, And I didn't even buy it specifically for my honeymoon. I just happened to get it around the time. And I thought this is appropriate for a something of a party setting. So uh, I'll go with that. That's <laughs> that's really all the thought that went into it. It's a lot less entertaining than my, um, than my queso barf on the shower wall story. So you'll have to settle for that.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I like that one.
0: All right. Uh, we're all set. So we will call it a night. Of course, uh, appreciate uh, everybody's participation in and support for the show this evening. Thank you kindly for your super chats uh, and your various fact checks and your jokes and all that comes along with so it. Appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening later on demand thank you kindly as well for supporting the show and if you would like more to listen to there is more material over on the audio platforms for the show you can find those linked in the description or uh, of course over on the website on the podcast page that is matt christensen media dot com speaking of if you'd like to find anything else show related if you'd like to read my horrendous movie reviews or if you'd like to find the latest episode of the show or pick up a t-shirt or find a sweet deal from our Show sponsors. Uh, all of that. MattChristensenMedia.com is where you find it. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great week.
4: Bye, guys.